Hey, Kenny, what's that you're holding? This? Uh, it's a generic fantasy book with a giant shiny magic circle undercover. Uh, isn't this how most Isagai shows start? Uh, guys, the books start glowing. Oh no, not again. Welcome, heroes of the other world. The four of you have been summoned here to help save. Wait. We're missing one. Enchantatara, where's our fourth hero? Your Majesty, it seems there's been a mistake. I'll say. These are not the heroes we were meant to summon. I mean, look at what they have in their hands. Some parchment, a small metal musical instrument, and... Uh, is that a fake chicken? <laughs> it is. Where did I get this? They're supposed to have sacred weapons. What's gone wrong? Well, you see, there was this book. Again? Avalanche! <laughs> It's over 9,000! Configure the language logic interface for Japanese. Kawaii-fi. Kawaii-fi. Kawaii-fi Radio. Konnichiwa and welcome to a new episode of Kawaii-fi Radio, the podcast where we look in the world of anime and manga. I'm your host, Kenny. Joining me as ever is Kyle and Coco. Hello! Hey, and I have found something I that I wish have. to share with everyone here. Has anyone heard of a manga called Hatterful Boyfriend? Not a manga, but no. I believe there was a dating game on uh, Steam not so long ago. It, w- what? Uh, yes, it's... A, it was a game, wasn't it? Yes, it's a dating game about where, except for not you don't date anime boys, you date... Pigeons. And there is now a manga okay. called Hatterful Karashi. Oh dear. Your love candidates are pigeons. Okay, um, but this isn't the main character male? Well, um, I, I, I have no idea about this. I All I saw argue, was the picture you showed. Is I went, I look at this. I would argue that it's an ensemble cast of pigeons, and there, <laughs> there is there is a guy in. Um, so okay. yes, it's an edgy. Heartful comedy based on the prestigious. Whoa, whoa, wha, whoa. Ed- edgy. Is yeah, that what I'm not sure. Well, about as the in, edgy part. we're going to be wearing black coats, covering our hair, sweeping well, the side. Well, there's. They're, they're kind they're going of. going to be carrying around katanas and saying. <laughs> well, they are at a prestigious all pigeons school, St. Pigeonations. And from <sighs> Rock Dove to Lose on Bleeding Heart, this colourful cast of pigeons will whisk you away into a pleasantly thrilling world of pigeons. <laughs> also, I, wow, I, I was expecting yeah. a pleasant world of pigeons. Funnily enough, Say it pigeons comes one as more I time. discovered this awesome Instagram account called Peach Thick Boy. You should all look him up. He's so cute. Yeah, anyway, it's a pigeon, isn't um, it? Yeah, so. Okay, moving right along. Anime Expo 2019 <laughs> happened um, between the 4th and 7th of July. Um, we saw a lot of new anime. There's one trailer that's been doing the rounds in particular, which we will mention in the news, which is Wow <laughs> by Studio Nut, which um, as you can imagine, has led to some <laughs> funny comments in the what? comments section. What, did you, what? Studio Nut as in like a peanut. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, and and uh, the birth of a thousand memes was announced. <laughs> exactly. Um, the There is a lot that's come out from it. Um, we'll be discussing some of that in the news, but because Today is a special episode. It's a bumper episode because it's that time again and the summer anime season is finally upon us and there's a lot to talk about. Another long one, folks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, compared to last season, there's there's a decent amount more. Yeah, well, I mean, from the countless new Isekai series we're seeing this season and there's actually, like last season you might remember, there was quite a lot of short form anime. Mm. We've only found Mm. two. 
Yeah. So, well, <laughs> three if you include one which is definitely aimed at children um, and lasts for about two minutes. Yeah. But th- there's a shortage of short anime, so that's a bit which of a way. Which is, considering the subject matter... A bit ironic. Not, well, is not ironic? Well, I was going to say the subject matter of these short form mm. animes that we've been watching. Look, look, we'll wait until we get <laughs> to the show to talk it's, it's, about it's them. It's questionable um, at best. Yeah. Anyway. Um, but first, let's go to the news. Making headlines. Really? Sort of. Anime News. Lupin the Third gets the CG treatment, and a new sign in magazine is launching soon. This is Kawaii Fire Anime News. Warner Media have announced content from Crunchyroll will be on offer for its new streaming platform, HBO Max. The announcement is part of a reshuffle at the now AT&T-owned Time Warner, which owns Otter Media, Crunchyroll's parent brand. Fortunately, Crunchyroll have clarified to Anime News Network that they will be not going anywhere, and its current streaming service will be the only way to access its full library of anime. Young Animal Magazine, known for publishing manga such as Berserk, Air Gear and Detroit Metal City, have announced a new sister publication will launch on September 9. Titled Young Animal Zero, the magazine will be published every second month and will feature stories focused on fighting young men, aimed at the Sinan or young adult male audience. With a stable of authors already on board for the launch, the magazine is likely to be the previously reported replacement for the now-defunct Young Animal Arashi, a monthly publication which went under in mid-2018. Crunchyroll have announced they'll be bringing over the Konosuba movie, though whether we'll be seeing the film on a streaming platform shortly or in a cinema in September remains to be seen. The announcement was made at Anime Expo 2019 with the tasty streaming service promising more details in the future with the film due to open in cinemas in Japan on August 30. The Konosuba film and all future projects have moved from Studio Dean to JC staff with the core cast and crew going along with them. The film is being treated as an indicator as to whether the studio move will impact the quality of the production. Upcoming CG anime film Human Lost will open in theatres in the United States before it's even released in Japan. Funimation will be screening the film in North American cinemas in their autumn, with its global release expected in October to November 2019. Sci-fi cyberpunk film project is being headed by Katsuyuki Motohiro, who headed up Psychopass, and director Fuminori Kazaki, who directed Afro Sanamai. The first trailer for the upcoming Lupin the Third, the first film, has been unveiled by Toho Studios, showing a brief glimpse of the first CG Lupin film of the franchise. While the creator of Lupin Monkey Punch passed away earlier this year, the original announcement for the series was made back in 2018, with Monkey Punch saying he was excited to see how this new take on Lupin would look on the big screen. The film will open on December 6th in Japan, but if you want to see how Lupin shapes up in CG, we've got the video on the Kawaii Fi Facebook page. The first 12 episodes of original series Carol and Tuesday will be available on Netflix worldwide coming August 30th, according to an announcement by Fuji TV. The show is helmed by Cowboy Bebop director Shinichiro Watanabe and celebrates both the 20th anniversary of Studio Bones and the 10th anniversary of music label Flying Dog. The anime is due to run for 24 episodes, but despite the excitement around its release, it's only been accessible through Fuji TV's Plus Ultra programming block in Japan or through a Netflix account in Japan. And in dub news, upcoming animated feature Promare will be receiving an English dub, with Nyav Productions pr- producing the translation, according to animation studio Trigger. The studio creating Promare Trigger will be supervising the dub, including taking control of the English casting choices. Kazuki Nakashima is in charge of the script of Promare, and previously wrote the scripts for Gurren Lagann and Kill the Kill, so expect a very vibrant and crazy ride when it hits the cinemas. 
And very quickly, there's a massive list of stuff that's happened at the Expo this year. Golden Kamoi will be receiving a third season of its anime adaptation, as will my team Romantic Snafu, with Snafu's first two seasons receiving a dub. Last season's Bokobin We Never Learn Anime is also getting a second season. The upcoming My Hero Academia film might be the series' last feature-length outing, but will have a lot more plus ultra in it. Gautananabe's manga adaptation of H.P. Lovecraft's At the Mountains of Madness has won the ACBD Award in France. The first 10 minutes of Shin Neon Genesis has been released online for, for cam footage at the Expo for the past fortnight. And the Academy of Motion Pictures has invited a star-studded list of Japanese directors, producers, writers and anime makers to join its ranks in a push to diversify its member base. Fun fact, Hayao Miyazaki has been invited on at least four occasions and declined every single time. The first trailer for original anime Decadence has landed. Mob Psycho 100's director Yuzuru Tachikawa and scriptwriter Hiroshi Seko producing the anime at Nut Studios. And there have been another 14 new anime announcements for the next year, and we will not have time to cover them today either. But this one, this one I've been saving to last because of how important it is. So, manga creator and anime director Kutsuhiro Otomo announced at Anime Expo panel on Thursday that a new anime project for his Akira manga is in the works. Sunrise President and CEO Makatoshi Asumanuma has said that the staff are still developing the project. And we've run out of news audio. Oh my god! It's going to be a full adaptation of the manga. Yes! <laughs> oh, that is a happy cocoa. The project ties in nicely with the original 1988 film, which is receiving its 4K Blu ray release this year, and the upcoming Hollywood adaptation, which has a release date for 2021. This may- so much to me I, I and know. to everyone who has ever loved the manga and has seen the film and loved it and seen that Hollywood is now taking it over and it's just like, we just want to see it done right. We, we do, we do. We well, that's your anime, anime news for the week ending July 14th, 2019. Oh, I'm so happy. Good of you to join oh us back God. on the floor from Bouncing Off the Walls, Coco. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a bit happy. Just, oh, my just goodness. Just a tad. Just a tad. <laughs> So, yeah. I mean, it is everything to be exciting is about. Mm-hmm. It's, that is a big it's deal. It's like one well, of the best mangas I've ever read in my life. I'd say it's probably up the top mm-hmm. of everything. Well, it's being done by Sunrise, which, um, as you know, did Cowboy Bebop back in the uh, 90s, along oh, with good. a lot of big ones. They haven't done anything of this caliber lately, but that's mostly because they've been on long-running animes. Yeah. Um, so the fact that they've got on board, and I mean, it says a lot when Sunrise's president actually shows up and says, yeah, we're taking this seriously. So Nice. That's amazing. Pretty impressive. Um, Lupin in 3D. That oh. looked incredible. That was fantastic to watch. I, I was not, I, I was really worried when I saw the, the words CG 3D, and I'm like, mm. I was I was drawn in from the second I saw him. Yeah. It was just it's, like... Oh. If you haven't um, seen the teaser trailer, jump on our Facebook page um, but because it is yeah. wow. To give you a bit of an idea of it, uh, there was that Peter Jackson Tintin movie mm. uh, a few years Which back. Was epic. It's sort of like that, but with a bit of old school Pixar Studios rubbed on it and all of the kind of wacky lupinness that you could expect from that series. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fantastic. It, it yeah. looks great. Every single one of the characters has been really well defined and you know they look like themselves. Like The biggest mm-hmm. concern when you transfer from you know 2D from to 3D yeah. is, is that you lose the look and the you know the identity of the character. And that yeah. just simply Goemon has happened here. and it's Fujiko and Lupin and uh, <laughs> Goemon. Zenigata they, oh, they with look his great. eyelashes. Oh, they look oh. great. Um, 
on that note, though, something really odd's come out of Tokyo. So Tokyo government, and I couldn't fit this in the news for obvious reasons. I mean, we even ran out of news music, and that's a five-minute theme. So, yeah, um, we've never done that before. We've never done that before. It's because there's so much that's happened at Anime Expo 2019. So Tokyo government has actually launched a program for overseas anime expansion. So they've announced that it'll be setting up a program which is to step up their anime exposure internationally. And that's going to focus on marketing anime to the foreign markets, and it will include seminars and workshops around the world. Wow. Um, it's going to culminate, they've said, in a contest for anime pitches. So this is Japan actually asking the whole world, give us a couple of ideas for animes, and if we like it, we might make it. Oh. So, I mean, that, that could be an existing book or a novella. It could be you know, a film which could do better as an anime, or it could just be someone's own idea. Ladies and gentlemen, start your pencils. What would you guys do? Well, it gets better because the Tokyo Anime Pitch Grand Prix will begin next February, seeking the anime pitches, and the grand prize winner will receive 1 million yen. That's about 9,000 US dollars, with four other prize winners winning about 450 4,500 US dollars. I was like, how's the second prize better than the first prize? I would have thought that 1 million yen was like 100 grand Australian or something. Yeah, you'd think so, but yeah. it's, it's, it's not. It's Exchange about, rates, it's about 10. Yeah. Oh, okay. um, so MIFA is run by and concurrently with the Anansi International Animation Film Festival. Um, there will be more information appearing on Anime News Network because they seem to be quite uh, across that one. So I'd keep an eye on there if you do want to get involved in it. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Now, we do need to get into a massive slog of anime. So let's go straight into it. Kawaii Fi Radio. <laughs> That's a lot of anime. Oh, there's so many. No, I didn't watch them all. Summer anime. Oh, yes, the sun is shining, the days are bright. Except for in Australia, where it's bucketing down with rain and it's yeah. our winter. It's we're, bloody freezing. Yeah, here. we're preparing for a rain day tomorrow, aren't we here? Oh, yep, yep. yep. I'm, I'm currently head to toe in the warmest clothes I can find currently. Yeah. It's a little cold. Just a tad. Um, short form anime. Where do we begin? Well, there's only two of them, so flip a coin and we'll go with Are We Lost? Yeah. Um, A little bit. I'm a little bit lost on it here. So Are We Lost is an adventure comedy sign-in eki anime. It is rated... They say no rating. It's definitely in the 15-plus age bracket Mm. and made by Studio Izola, who um, I, I don't think they've done much that I've seen. So the opening of this is Deserted Island... And three girls in four. high school, four girls, sorry, four girls. in high school girl uniforms on the beach. And you kind of know where it's going to go. Yeah, I'll give you the summary. So because of a plane crash, four girls are spending the springtime of their lives on a deserted island. With no resources, they have to make everything and catch everything they want to eat. High school girl survival story to the max. So, of course, survivalist hilarity ensues. Except that it's just... There's something a little off kilter about it. I'd say mm. the panty shot sort of set us up with yeah. the idea as well as the yeah, whole. Right, oh. right at the start, there's just yeah. that. It's just like, oh, yeah. okay. It's like this is clearly yeah. not one for the kids. Um, just like the white t-shirt contest kind of thing. Yeah, mm. it's um, th- it runs for 13 minutes and it airs on Tuesdays at 11:15 at night. We should give you a bit of context for. I mean, I do realize a lot of anime air in Japan late at night, but if this was family friendly, it would not be past the 10 o'clock yeah. mark. I mm. would have thought. It 
it would have been at 2am or something. Yeah, something like this. I, I would have thought so too. Um, we don't know how many episodes it's going to run for. It's likely about 12 and it is adapted from a manga. Um, yeah. If you want to catch it, you can catch it on Crunchyroll. Um, yeah. Watch the first episode, make your own mind up. You get- yeah, I mean, it's got the whole sexualized situations and that kind of comedy going on. But it also is a bit educational on kind of like survivalist mm. ideas and yeah. like where to get water and food if you're ever lost on a deserted island. Anyone's ever seen Man vs. Wild? Bear Grylls. Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. There's a bit of Bear Grylls to it. There's a bit of callbacks yeah, to it. Several like... callbacks <laughs> in just the first episode alone. Um, yep. it, it is very much a gag style show, and but I don't really feel like it knows what it's trying to, whether it's trying to yeah. do us to educate or be fetish feel. Uh, looks like uh, it's both, just both. Yeah, both I, I think it's like a thinly veiled yeah, yeah. fetish thing. Like it'll it's appeal like, to hey, a certain audience. Look, you know how these things go. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like look, we're, we're teaching you stuff. It's okay, right? This this is this is still teach. This is education. <laughs> this is so it's all right. It'll get through. This is fine. <laughs> well, let, let, let's let's yeah. let's not worry about what the censors say. It'll be yeah. fine. Yeah, there's this one scene which I was just like, oh my goodness, and one of the girls, um, she knows a bit about. Um, survival. Yeah. So she's like, my dad's taught me all this stuff. And she's like, caught a fish and crushed it up and drinking the blood. And then the other three are like, no, nah, we're not doing doing that. That's gross. Yeah. And then one of them's like, oh, but I'm so thirsty. And she's like, lie on your back, open your mouth and close your eyes. And yeah. I don't want to keep going. But yeah, it's disgusting. It's a bit... T- over the top. Yeah. So animation is nice, voice acting is smooth, but I cannot get past the obvious nature of what this is. I don't think this yes. is going to be very compelling no. to watch, but you know. We well, yeah. know what it is. Um, now. <laughs> <laughs> moving on, Magical Senpai. Oh, this. Uh, yeah, this is. Uh, this anime is just doomed to become a meme. Now, I, I should point out that Are We Lost did not actually have the Eki tag on most of its stuff. Magical Senpai has the Eki tag front and center. I believe it's got three Eki tags upon it because. Yes, mm. it's just yeah. Yeah. It's So it's designed, from what I can tell, to be uh, a gag. So um, magic-loving but stage fright adult, this senpai comes with a failure rate of 100%. But you can't take your eyes off her. The off-color magical gag manga that causes an uproar all over Japan is finally here. Here's to non-athletic hobbies. <laughs> yeah. kind of reminds me of Hataru from Degashi Cash. Yeah, the whole idea is that a boy is looking for a club to join and he stumbles across this... Uh, magic club. ...well-endowed girl doing uh, basic magician tricks, but very, very badly. And, and she drags him into the club, doesn't she? Well, She's I'd like to make like... a point because you guys didn't watch episode two, but I did. Mm-hmm. It's not even an official club. Now that she's actually got someone she's dragged in, she's going to go register them as a club. Oh, oh God. So she's so just been she's, hiding she's, in a science tra- lab. She, she's trapped him. It's awkward. It's funny, but it's awkward. The characters yeah. are as deep Pretty as puddles. Pretty much every skit ends in an ecky scene. Yeah. Yeah, with her either tied up, disrobed, or... Bent over. Or, it's, or all um, at the same time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> also, once again, physics are not right for Senpai. Um mm. It's a bit unnerving in some ways. Yeah, I just, I find it hard because um, the awkwardness gets in the way. Like, if it wasn't yeah. so awkward, then I'd like to watch it. But if it's, it's I mean, just if, if it way. did not have the ecky elements, it would be a great laugh. Yeah. But it, it's, it's, here's the thing. Like, ecky you can put up with if it's in the right context where there's good plot. Um, High School of the Dead, for instance, is a very confronting and over-the-top <laughs> ecky anime. 
But the story is so good yeah. that you, if, even if you're not into Eki, you're willing to put up with it yeah. just to see what on earth Honestly, happens. Yeah, yeah you'll, you'll watch it. You'll mm-hmm. watch how it goes, but then you'll see like the Eki stuff happen and just say, oh, come on. You kind of get desensitized yeah. from it after the yeah. first episode. There's this excellent scene that is just that's gravity defying. We, we, we will do a, <laughs> a proper um, yep. review of um, High School of oh the Dead at some gosh. point. Um, but it, the thing is, is that Magical Senpai doesn't have that charm. It hasn't got a strong plot. It is literally a gag manga being held together by those little gags that happen at the end of each segment. And while I would love for it to have been well, because it's basically lent so heavily on um, the gag eki angle, um, it's not going to be everyone's cup of tea. It's not mine, obviously. Um, Mm. But, uh, yeah, um, I... I it's if, not even if you're interested in watching it, it runs for 12 minutes, airs on Tuesday nights at 11pm. It's adapted from a manga, M15, and you can watch it on Crunchyroll. But that takes us to what I what I love to refer to as the big one. Yes, yeah, the which long is form. The, the long forms, the, all of these new anime, and there's a yeah. lot this season too. And um, I, I think we need to start off with um, Arafaretta, and I'll let you take this away, Kenny. 17-year-old Hajime Nagumo along with the rest of his class, is summoned to a fantasy world. Okay, that's one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, put that on the counter of Isekais this season because there's going to be a lot of them. Now, the whole general gist of this is that his entire class are given fantastic powers, epic kind of combat abilities, everything that you could want in this genre. It's the power fantasy for them. But this guy who has wanted this sort of thing all his life is given a rather mundane ability which sort of sees him looked down upon and kind of bullied by the rest mm-hmm. of his class still. He uh, can transmute things. Yeah, he's, he's labelled as a, a synergist, mm. which um, th- think Full Metal Alchemist but not with much skill. Exactly. It's like not able to create spears or anything like that but able to like take mundane elements around you and convert them into useful, helpful things. Mm-hmm. Only thing is, in a regular old dungeon run, he gets separated from his class and has mm. to survive in some very, very confronting and uncomfortable ways yeah. in the mm. deep darkness of it, this dungeon. It looks like this guy is going to just th- like, th- this is over, to be honest. another He's... dark fantasy, like yeah. um, as in like similar to Shield Hero, where the hero is you know cast aside by the rest of society. I was going to say this is definitely following hot off the heels of that whole revenge drama that Shield Hero really set up. It's um. The hero mm. will delve into the heart of darkness, claim all the powers to crush his opposition, but what will he give up in return? His very soul. Well, the studio is White Fox. His humanity. These mm-hmm. are the studio which created ReZero, hey, oh, Goblin right. Slayer, oh. Akamiga Kill, oh. Steins Gate, and Grimoire of Zero, which is the one I mentioned a, a few episodes about, about the giant um, sort of cat bear man. Man, bear pig. <laughs> I'm familiar with a He's lot back. of those titles. <laughs> yes. And yeah, they uh, often go pretty... They all have a psychological element to pretty them. Pretty dark, pretty dramatic, mm-hmm. and definitely very psychological. So, so this one should follow that kind of... Well, I, I'm up to date on the manga on this one. Um, I decided to binge read it uh, about a week ago. Um, and to be honest, there isn't that much manga because it's actually adapted from a light novel. Oh. Um, and because it's adapted from a light novel, it depends on... Like the, what I see in the manga will not necessarily be the way it has been done for the fil- the TV show, and th- th- this is the same for um, Isekai Cheat Magician, which we'll get to later. Um, but the, the way that they tell the story has been rearranged comparative to what I read in the manga. That's curious. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, so he's he's found he he goes down on a sort of some raid, 
and he's separated from everyone. Mm-hmm. And he's like this level one um, sort of transmuter, you know, he's not... All, all his stats are much lower than everyone else's in yeah. the group as well. Not to yeah. mention he has very, very few combat capabilities. Yeah, and he's beset upon by a massive monster. Mm-hmm. Kind of... Does, it's not man bear pig. It's not man bear pig. No, it's like a massive... Like, it's a so massive first, grizzly sort of yeah, demon it's like a bear. thing. Like first he comes across a rabbit, like a demon rabbit, and that's bad enough because it's bigger than him. Most and foul-tempered then, rodent you yeah. ever laid eyes on. <laughs> and this bear is like a building. It's like the size of a building. And all he can do is just transmute away from him. So he, mm. like, he'll put his hand on the rock behind him and transmute. So he sort of puts the rock in front of him and he sort of moves further into the mountain just to try and escape this thing, which is relentlessly coming for him. And he finally sort of like gets far and deep enough um, to stop, and yeah. he's just and he's lost enough. He's, he's essentially as well. digging into a mountain yeah. using his skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this the the rabbit I think took his arm. It is the so, rabbit. Yes. No, it's not. It's not the rabbit. It was the bear. Oh, the bear took the his bear. arm and then so, ate it. Yeah. So mm. like this is like a kid. This is like a a teenage kid. And he's just like, what am I going to do? And there's this like mana stone in the place where he's sort of ended up. Dripping water down is just like, I need to drink something. Um, It it definitely does something strange to him, that water. Which is also combined with the fact that he's started eating bits of the local wildlife. Yeah, the water cures. So he eats a piece of one of the animals that sort of comes after him quickly drinks the water because he's, he starts feeling really awful. And then his hair turns white and he's jumped up eight levels, mm, yeah. which is a big deal. And so he just keeps on repeating this and getting stronger until he decides to face down the bear. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and this is all just the yeah. first episode. It's really yeah. good. They, 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 do, they did manage to cover quite a lot of the manga in the first episode. And mm. to, to be honest, the first episode, fortunately, while, while I mentioned earlier, it does skip um, a fair bit of the intro. I kind of think that's a good thing because it, it gets rid of a lot of that preamble from the manga to mm-hmm. get straight into the meat of the character development as opposed yeah. to going, oh, we've all, because I mean, we've all seen this, all these isekai stories before. Oh, here I was in school for like, you know, the first 10 minutes of the episode and everything was fine and everything yeah. was great. And these are the relationships with the other people. And the other people don't matter. Goes, yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, so far in the manga, he's only run into his teacher so far out of all of them yeah. after they all believed he was dead. So, mm-hmm. well, yeah, it's really good. And I find, I found it really satisfying how he um sort of yeah. found and had a newfound confidence and yeah this feels like attitude from what happened this feels like it'll stand out from other isekais oh, in yeah. its own way i hope they develop more his uh the way he's actually made use of his transmutation power i hope they go more into that and do some creative things with it but i can see this one going quite well yeah, yeah I, I'm looking forward to it. And having read the manga, like I, I can give a forewarning that th- there is some what would be considered ecky um, in it, but mm-hmm. the way it's handled is very different from the the prior two we've talked about um, this yep. episode. Hmm. So it's rated PG. It's originally from a light novel. You can watch it on Anime Lab, Funimation, or Hulu. It airs on Sundays at 11:30. It's only getting 13 episodes though, so um, oh, hopefully okay. they can fit in a fair bit in that time. Hmm. So far, it's enjoyable. Mm. Watch it now. And get to talk about one of the ones yeah. I am super excited yeah, to talk about. Yeah, this one, Kyle, was really like, come on, guys, you've got to watch this. You've got to watch this. We've yeah. got, this is coming out. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so, um, fair warning, I'm a massive sci-fi buff to begin with. So, this was already going to be up my alley. But um, this is Astra Lost in Space. And the reason you should be perking your ears up on this is because the manga of this won the Manga Taisho Award this year. You 
Oh, so wow. um, it, it beat pretty much every other manga on the market. It includes Attack on Titan, yeah. Promised Netherland, and I, I love it. Uh, the year is 2061, and space travel is now possible and commercially viable. Thank you, Elon Musk. <laughs> yeah. A group of students from Caird High School head to Planet McPar for their first planet <laughs> camp. I know, great name. Like After the Scottish McPars? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> no, that, it uh, is... just tells me that uh, McDonald's got it uh, before <laughs> anyone else. Yeah. Um, so it's for their first planet camp but soon after they arrive a mysterious sphere of light warps the nine members of the group into outer space 5,000 light years from home with the discovery of an old unmanned spaceship nearby the students try to figure out how to survive and make their way back home now what I loved when I was reading the manga because I read this as well um, just after we did our last episode I sat down and read all 48 chapters of it um, is that it asks you a lot of questions at, in that first episode, like how on earth was there a ship there? How on earth did they get teleported? Yeah, it's all of that mis- gets answered. Oh, none, none wow. of it is left unanswered by the that end. That is awesome. It makes me really look forward to the yeah. following episodes because it, that, that's a problem we ha- we do see with a lot of um, the, the ones which aren't well written. Um, that that they don't answer these important questions that were originally conceived as convenience. Sometimes they mm. leave it hinted at a sequel that will never come. Exactly. And th- that's not what we want. We want the answer to why was there a spacecraft there or why has X thing been discovered and made their life easier. And more than that, it's the characters themselves are they're diverse and just it's it's a compact mm. cast of just very very interesting looking people the the thing which really drew me to it is that it's got very strong character development throughout the whole set of novels yeah everyone gets their own sort of backstory and development from what i've heard and one thing that i've really enjoyed and this is obviously because i've you know grew up watching anime in the 90s is it kind of harkens back stylistically to that it's got that old school sort of retro vibe to the way the designs are done for the characters the way that they emote with their faces um, mm-hmm. I, I love it, um, and it's comparing it to the manga. Like the first episode, fair warning, is forty-five minutes. It's um, a double-length feature because the manga itself is quite dialogue-heavy, which makes me wonder how they'll be able to adapt all of it in time. But we'll see. Um, they do, by the looks of it, manage to skip quite a fair chunk of stuff that happens on the ship between them getting the ship and heading to the first planet. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, I know how this ends, but I'm very happy to see it on the big screen. I want to watch it and see how they adapt it. Was it everything you kind of hoped to see, though? To be honest, yeah. Mm. Like it, it, there's. It's not just a simple story about kids getting lost in space. There are a lot more things at work. There are government organizations. There are all these things happening back on their home planet um, that you get fed into little by little. So there's all kinds of mystery and interest yes. surrounding these yes. very, very developed characters. Sort and of like just that, when um, you think you've had the, the biggest possible spo- uh, like plot point delivered to you, there'll be something else in the background which is bigger. It's it, it's this. it's not like Gurren Lagann in Escalation, <laughs> but it does take the Escalation principle of going, we've given you a couple of things and now we've taught you something else, and now we've taught you something else. Mm. Um, and the overall plot will end up very different from where you expect it starts. Ah. But even the manga itself ends properly. It does, like, it shows you where they are um, later in time, like, after that everything's finished. That is awesome. So, I love that. Yeah, no, not, not quite like what they did with Harry Potter, um, where the end of the last film, they showed them at the train station. And it was like, like 30 oh, years old. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it, it's only like, yeah, actually, it's sort of like what they did with Dororo, but oh. they give you more time. It's about... Oh, oh I, 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 it was pretty much a whole chapter. 
um, dedicated awesome. to to what had happened after. I have to say the animation was beautiful. It was like a standout. Mm. Reminded me of Planetes. It's just full of lush colour. I'm, I'm glad you can actually pronounce that properly because for years I've been calling it Planetes. Ah. Um, but it's actually written with Greek letters and I couldn't yes. do it right. Um, it's worth pointing out as well, this is only running for 12 episodes. Oh. So it's going to be... Jam-packed. It's going to be very jam-packed for them to fit everything in. Um, so I do expect there will be some fallover where they don't manage to fit everything, or maybe that final story arc will be done as an OVA. Um, we, we'll find out. That sort of thing happens mm. in these things, though, and it oftentimes draws people to the original content, the written book. Yeah, which is fully translated in English, by the way. Um, you can buy it on Yen Press. Oh, fantastic. Um, all five volumes, and they're great. Um, genre, as you probably guessed, sci-fi, space, shonen, action. Um, airs on Wednesdays at 9pm in Japan. That will be appearing on Anime Lab, Funimation Internationally, and Hulu. Now, Hi. Kenny, you're wearing the perfect jacket to describe this. Oh, it's yes, my uh, usual leather jacket. Um, let, let, let's craft some cop stories, shall we? Alrighty, yes. this is Copcraft. Five years ago, an unknown hyperspace gate opens over the Pacific Ocean. On the other side of this gateway, there are fairies, elves, and all sorts of magical fantasy weirdness that begin coming through from the other side and intermingling with the human world in a city called San Teresa, which is now a host to millions of these fantastical people and their diverse culture, but this also includes a new breed of crime, drugs, weapons smuggling, all thrown in with a kind of a magical, you know, ethereal. San Teresa, that's the frontier town, isn't yes, it? Yes, that's right. And mm. it's now like this big, big city like uh, New Orleans or New York, combined into one thing. A wretched hive of scum and villainy? You must the, be cautious. The like which you have never seen Now, to, f to face down uh, one such plot of criminal malfeasance in this town are these two cops. One of them is Kei Motoba, hard as nails, no-nonsense detective looking to avenge his recently murdered partner. And his new partner is Tirana, a magical elf girl fairy princess with a sword. Together, they fight crime. I'm so excited. <laughs> God, right? I mean, oh, I loved it. First thing you see in this, apart from the uh, little intro spiel introducing the fact that there are elf girl fairies and stuff like that walking around in a, like an urban setting, mm -hmm. is the intro song and the intro clip and oh my God, it's everything great. about it. Right. Oh, yeah. like, when, when I saw the, um, the initial eye catch they had for this with the picture of the cop and the, the girl... I was like, oh, no, here we go again. This is going to be another cliche, you know. Guy has to look after young girl. And guy has to look after cutesy young anime girl. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Turns into a harem. This ain't going to turn into a harem. Oh, God. No. You can tell from that first episode this feel, is not a harem. And I feel like it's paying homage. Homage. <laughs> You're all I can't drunk. say that word properly. Is it a homage? Is it homage, homage. or homage? It's homage. paying homage to um, you know, Lethal Weapon, Beverly Hills Cop, Eighties yeah. Neon, all over the place. Yeah, Rainy this is like your classic cop streets. drama. It is. Oh, I love it. Yeah, I, love half, it. I, I no expect the second episode to literally open yeah. up with "It's nine a.m. They haven't slept yet, but yeah. the whiskey's still dry." Literally, <laughs> yeah, no one gets enough sleep, but they've got plenty of cigarettes, and they're always, you know, they're on a mission. Because yeah, they're in the first mission. episode, uh, this guy Kei Motoba's partner dies, and he doesn't just die; he yeah. dies in some pretty graphic, oh, horrible yeah. circumstances. Pretty visceral. 
I mean, it, this is definitely not one of the ones for the kids. Um, it is no. rated. Um, it, it doesn't have a rating officially, but from based on the information I found online, it's definitely designed for M15 audiences due to the level of violence. Oh heck yeah! Yeah, um, his death isn't pretty. It is not. Um, that's opening scene up to the title card was super strong. But oh. I, I don't think there was any other way you could have done it which would not have detracted. Reminded me of the last it. series of Lupin the Third. Yeah. So it's it, just... it's, it shows a gunfight between the two cops and a gang of guys stealing a ferry. Mm. And you're like, what on earth is yeah. going on here? You, they introduced the world is... very quickly as well. Like We're is... used to like taking yeah. ages. And this is like a tiny ferry in like a jar of embar- it looks like embalming fluid yeah. or something. Obviously the ferry's still alive but she's just in like yeah. asleep or something. This sort of thing is just my aesthetic. The blending of the magical with the modern technology. This, it's just this, yes. I'm trying to figure out what this compares to because I want to say on one hand this has got at least a quarter lupin in it. Hmm. Like the, the, a, a quarter not a quarter in a American measure huh. of milk. Um, um, but I mean if it, I had the, to take a stab I'd say a bit of gate, perhaps? Yeah, that was where mm. I was thinking. So the male lead, Matoba K, he has a mini and he's got a <laughs> handgun. He's sitting there going, okay, so he's the English version of Lupin. <laughs> and he's been drawn very nicely. He has a bit of a cowboy bebop feel, oh, like for especially for the, the fight the, scenes. And the first thing I noticed is this beautiful line of shadow that fell across his face in that mm. first scene. You see, it's just, there's something beautiful about it. And I love their movements. Yeah. Like oh, you were saying. In the, the fights, yes. Oh, oh so my natural. goodness. The animation of their fight scenes, of all of their movements, is just awesome. And... I found that her character, I mean, it's obviously, a, you know, magical girl, slightly yeah. lolly sort of, but her voice doesn't sound really lolly. Yeah, t- Tirana doesn't sound like your typical, like, side character who gets pulled in for a harem who's got a high-pitched voice. She seems very... Mature. Yeah, yeah mature. And, you know, it might be that age-old gag that they have. That you know, They look like they're 12, but they're 800 years old. And I'm expecting mm. that sort of thing. She's got the pointy elf ears, so that yeah. could be a thing. But yeah. what, what I actually really enjoy about this more than anything is the way the characters interact because the interactions are very earnest and real. They're not... They don't feel contrived. They're not doing it for the sake of developing the plot. It actually feels like two people sitting there having a chat. Mm. Um, unlike some animations where it just feels like the you know characters were chucked in different rooms to record and have never met the other voice actor. Right. So yeah, it, there's, it, there's definite chemistry there. Mm-hmm. I, I really think this might be one to watch this season. I'm, I'm very impressed. Mm. So, I will so be I. watching the hell out of it. Genre, police, magic, sci-fi, action, fantasy. Neo-noir maybe as well. Yeah. There were, yeah. N- there were rainy dark streets. Yeah. Were they rainy? They were rainy. Yes, they were rainy, they were rainy at yeah. some point. Airs on Tuesdays at midnight, and uh, we'll, you can watch that on Anime Lab, Funimation, and Hulu. Right, now, oh, Demon s- Girl Next Door we need to talk about first before we get on to uh, the one which you're excited about. Yes. Um, Demon Girl Next Door, we only managed to catch, I think, about five minutes of it this morning before mm. we uh, jumped in the studio to record because it only came out last night. Um, it's uh, We thought this was originally going to be a short form because of the content in it, but it's definitely not. So Yuko Yoshida is a 15-year-old girl who awakens one morning with demonic power and is tasked with defeating a local magical girl. She has horns and a tail, but truthfully, less power than an ordinary girl. (laughs) She struggles to lift the curse of a 40,000 yen per month living cost, um, which is about 365 US dollars a month. Ouch. So not, that's not well, too that's, bad. I'd be happy uh, if I uh, had to pay uh, that's that. That's less than uh-huh. our rents. Yeah. Um, it's a comedy magic slice of life. Um, I'm essentially expecting Buddy Cop. Yeah, it's like 
supposedly this girl, this uh, she wakes up having horns and a tail and su- is supposed to like go and defeat a magical girl. But from everything we can actually see in the intro sequence... They become friends. They become like good mates and just start hanging out together. The way it's introduced was like she just wakes up. There's like a dream sequence to do with the other demon, Lilith, who's her oh, ancestor. Yeah, that and, got me confused. And she I just doesn't... You know, we were just like, what's going on there? And then she just wakes up and she's got a horn and a tail and her little sister's like... Huh? <laughs> and she's like, whatever. And then she's gone into the bathroom and she's knocking on the floor. Where did these come from? <laughs> so, it, and yeah. then they go straight into the title sequence. Um, it, it's. I'm kind of intrigued. I I, I'm, I'm intrigued to watch it and see where it ends up. Yeah, I mean, it's... it might end up being an, a nothing, but it's still better than some of the others we've seen where they've attempted this type of interaction before. Yeah, when I first saw it, I just thought, ah, this will be a bit comedic, but it won't be very compelling. But now that I've actually seen that intro sequence of, uh, you know, the literal call to adventure and her response to it being, nope, and yep. then her basically becoming mates with uh, the person she's supposed to end, yeah, I See, kind of dig the whole subversive style Also, the episode titles, um, just the first episode title is, For Family Reasons, You're Now a Demon Girl. Um, <laughs> for Family Reasons. For Family Reasons. This, that, made me, that made me giggle a little bit. Um, the animation is exactly the style you'd expect because it's made by JC staff. So it is bright, it is colourful, it's not super detailed, but nice to view. Um, it ain't going to win any awards for best animation out there, but it's it's not bad. Yeah, it'll be someone's favourite. Yeah. Um, it's uh, comedy magic slice of life, studios JC staff, no rating at this stage, and it's originally adapted from a four coma manga. Um, runs on Friday nights at 2am in Japan, so that's actually Saturday morning, I believe... No, no, it is Friday, 2 a.m., sorry. Mm. Um, runs for 25 minutes, 12 episodes coming, and you can watch it on High Dive. I'm pretty sure that's the only mainstreaming service you can watch it on internationally at the moment. Which, you know, a bit of a shame, but, you know, that That'll happens. change, surely. Dr. Stone. Dr. Stone. Calling Dr. Stone. Is so However, you've missed two other animes before we get to Dr. I Stone. I really wanted to get to Dr. Stone. Let's We're do Dr. Stone to... and we'll go back. Well, all right. Okay. <laughs> uh, so this is so completely shonen. It is. I love it. So one day, everyone in the world are turned into stone. Unfortunately, Taiju, one of the main characters, is frozen just before he has the chance to confess his love to classmate Yuzuruha. Yuzuru haha. Yuzuru haha. I need to practice this. He is woken via nitric acid about three and a half thousand years later by his classmate Senka. I feel like he's the eponymous Dr. Stone. I feel like he is too. Um, He has that vibe. Yeah. So basically, no one has aged, obviously, in this three and a half. 3,700, to be more precise, worth, years. Worth noting that in the first episode, they are the only two people awake by yes. the looks of things. Yeah. Yes. But it also does look like because people have been turned to stone, people who are in unfortunate locations, their statuette has been smashed and they're stoned the whole way through. Yeah. So um, it doesn't look like everyone survives. Um, I really was excited when I saw this. Um I know, Kenny, you were a bit off-put by the fact that it has E equals MC square written yeah. on his jacket. The main the main character, Senku, he is very scientifically minded. He has the protagonist of protagonists. He, he is a green onion. He is a green onion. <laughs> but, yeah. Actually, uh, if you want to know what we mean when we say protag of protagonist hair... <laughs> that's a Goku. 
and his hair is crazier. His hair is crazier than Goku's. So I it's, love. But yeah, he uh, walks around in um, a makeshift coat he's made, which has E equals MC square written upon it. And I'm just I sitting there that's, going, "That's pretty hard to forget, though." I <laughs> I found that a little bit off-putting. I figured that's like, well, that's something that smart scientists write. Therefore, he is a smart scientist. He would write that. It felt like yeah. terrible logic to me. It hasn't been explained in the thing. I think maybe... I mean, for all we know, it could have been... like It doesn't look like his, his coat's been made from proper clothing. It could have been like a... I, I don't know, like a banner somewhere that actually had that written on it in the classroom perhaps, or something. Perhaps, perhaps. I true, hope actually. that actually gets explained. Though that yeah. w- would... Oh, cloth does last that long. It can. Vinyl. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, oh, that lovely. Yeah. It was it was written on the floor, and he's turned that into a lovely coat. <laughs> <laughs> so it's sci-fi adventure shonen. Um, it's actually done by Shueisha, um, who they do quite a lot of um, these sort of uh, manga adaptations. Was originally a manga. Um, airs on Fridays at ten pm, and I, I was very much looking forward to this on the announcement. I've resisted actually reading the comic in the lead up because I knew I wouldn't be able to contain my hype. Um, I mean, it is a pretty fascinating concept covered with a mystery, and it's also pretty educational as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we, we do learn a lot about, you know, how wine can be made and acidity and mm. how to make fortified what stuff from that. Yeah, because the whole idea is that they are trying to create an etching agent to go with the nitric acid as some kind of a... They're trying to basically cure... Yeah, the whole so. petrification of the world. Which, which, And then at the end, obviously, it has that little lovely warning saying, please don't do any of these things at home because they are not currently legal in the world we live. Um, this is because it's survival and yada, yada, yada. And you're like, okay, fair enough. But uh, also one thing I really enjoyed is there was no exposition dance either. Oh, no. They just got that straight into good. it. And like things that happened came up naturally as part of conversation as opposed yeah. to, oh, and here is this and here is that. Yeah, there was a bit of stuff at the start about like uh, the daily lives of these two kind of guys, but that only lasted like, what, what five three, minutes? Yeah, th- mm. three to five minutes, yeah. 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 It, it was really well done. The, char- the time change especially was well done. It is none of that, you know, oh, a few moments later. It is, <laughs> you know, it is actually showing the time in a montage manner, changing over the course of, you know, a couple of minutes. And and it's a terrifying concept. It's beautiful, though. Oh, that, absolutely. The animation for that, in it, just on its own, was like, oh, wow, that's really well developed. It's well thought out. I tip my hat to the artist who would design, like, a view of Japan that sands mm. any kind of human civilization with Mount Fuji in the background. That was like, oh, mm. that was like a gorgeous oh, shot. On that note, character design. Did you notice how they all kind of were taking, like, every single character had a design element from the 90s to them? Like, the girl, uh, the main girl, her eyes and her mouth were very 90s, like, Ranma and a yeah. Half era. I was thinking I liked that, that, yes. Yeah, so um, we'll get into Ranma and a Half properly in another episode, but it's... Uh, what was it like? Uh, Ninety-two to yeah. ninety-eight. Yeah, it was. Um, it's, a, great. It, it, it's a great comedy <laughs> gag manga, um, and anime show as it turns out too. Um, but it also one thing I do want to know. There's one big question I had with how the birds were turned to stone in the beginning, but no other animal. And then you had a solution, didn't you, Kenny? Yeah, I figured maybe this whole petrification thing is some kind of a weapon, and those birds had been the initial test subjects. So the question is, do we actually have a villain? I bet he's in a floating sort of thing. <laughs> he's like, he's I'm just of... off having a float in the ocean. Yeah. But for that many thousands like of years? Well, the, the question is, is do they have a descendant? Ooh. Maybe he turned himself... Maybe he was just trying to see if um, he could turn someone to stone and have them come back as a way of immortality. See, that's the thing with this anime. Mm. It invites questions. It, it does. Has yeah, it has built does. a very interesting world. 
and like a great kind of a survival thing for all the characters. Mm. Well, we do need to move on to another one, but um, I can highly recommend watching Dr. Stone. That airs on Fridays at 10 p.m. You can watch that on Crunchyroll and Funimation internationally. And uh, depending on, obviously, your region, um, which one has got it will depend. Rock on! Rock on. <laughs> Rock on. Yeah. Oh. Shall we go to Demon Lordry try now? Before we do that... Fuck up! That, that's what you get. Demon Lord Retry. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> Action, adventure, fantasy, child adoption. Um, PG-13. Yeah. Um, child adoption has become a bit of an ongoing theme. Um, the studio, Akachi Apilka, have only made one other anime, and that was Crossing Time, a short-form anime we mentioned, I think, in our very first episode. That was just like... Adorable little conversations at a cross, at a, like a railroad, a railroad crossing. crossing. Yeah, so it was like really sweet. But what a random from jump. that to this is like well, okay, fair enough. So Akira Uno is a regular guy who works at a company managing an online game. He often plays the game as his character Mao the Dark Lord because Edge. <laughs> um, but one day when he logs on, he is whisked into the game's fantasy world as his character. Here we go again. And he meets a limping... Oh, yep. All right, that's two. Um, he meets yep. a limping girl and begins his adventure alongside her. But as he is the powerful Dark Lord, various nations and holy maidens journey to defeat him and stirs up trouble everywhere he goes. Now, I had to adjust that synopsis f- to limping because for some reason, everywhere online, they're saying a one-legged girl. She's got two legs. What the hell? Yeah. She's just got a limp, guys. That's not one-legged. Like, there's a very specific word for that, limp. Yeah, there's a gap. <laughs> there's a gap between limping and severing a leg. Mm-hmm. Look, I-, I quite enjoyed it. I-, I-, I wasn't sure what I was expecting, but... It was very cute. It was very cute. It? And uh, it didn't seem... One, one thing like... I did spot, you notice when, um, in like literally the first two minutes, when he's sitting in his computer and you can see the clock, the clock with the time and there's a reflection in the yeah, background. Yeah, this is something I so, missed. Was there a meteor impact implied by that? That's what I think we originally thought because we rewound that scene and go, wait, what was that? It feels like there'll be something interesting to that because yeah. we were thinking perhaps other people from his world have also made it into the game or something like that. Yeah, which I, I think might actually be the case. Like, because, I, yeah. There's a very strong vibe of that. The intro sequence just contains so, so many, many characters. characters. Just a lot. It's... It's a bit much. Mm. I mean, you say you kind of like the look of this. I think I'm going to be overly critical of it. And I don't think it's just my, um, I don't think it's just isekai mm. fatigue at this point. I I genuinely am not sure this one is going to be great. No, that's fair. Um, the relationship between Kunai, which is the, the main guy, and Aku, which is the girl, feels kind of like a doting father caring for his daughter. So that, yeah. that really kind of touched. It's kind of me. like the dad who says, "Oh, don't don't get a cat," and then the cat ends up loving him the More most. Than and anyone, just yeah. Sits on him the entire time. But the- for me, I think I'm critical of that because uh, okay, the main character, he's Eins from Overlord, basically. Yeah. He's yeah. a human who is sucked in and is basically now the Dark Lord with all the superpowers. Only in this fan fiction, he also found a cutesy anime girl to look after and teach feelings to. What, you mean only in this one? Not not <laughs> all of them that we've seen before? I like his inner monologue. Yeah. And he but but that, is a very common, that is a very common trope. I know. Mm. I, think I still just like it. I I'm like going to give his... this the good old three episode try, but yeah. no, that's fair. Mm. I ain't expecting too much. And I, that's like me, how he, I like how he dresses like a mafia don. 
Yeah, he does it's kind of look funny. very out of place. Yeah. Um, that airs on Wednesdays at 10 p.m. Can be caught on Anime Lab, Funimation, and Hulu. Now, we haven't had a chance to watch this one, but we've been keeping an eye on it because of its ridiculous name. Kyle, do you love your mum and her two-hit multi-target attack? Yeah, yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> it means a lot to me. She takes down all my enemies and makes my party very happy. What, what would your what, what would you, what would you guys' mum's like two hit, what was it? A two-hit multi-target attack. Target attack. What would yours your mum's attacks be? <laughs> Violence. <laughs> well, my mum works. My mum works in photography, so yeah. Yep, fair enough. <laughs> so um, this is another isekai. So that's three so far. Just to yeah. clarify, do Keeping... you love your mum and her two hit multi target attacks? Is the title? Yeah, of yeah. the anime, and it's the summary. And it's also is, a question. It's got a question, question mark there, is which is. So do you? you, know. do you? Um, so it's from a light novel. Um, the summary is, just when Masato thought the random school survey was over, he ends up thrust into a secret government scheme and carried along with a flow, he somehow ends up inside a game world. That's that wasn't much. enough. His mother, Mamako, has been dragged in as well. Masato and his mother began their adventure as a mother and son adventuring duo and this, p- collect other people along the way. This just sounds like fun. I can't wait to watch it. So yeah, this yeah. is like your standard isekai setup. But now, mummy's along for the ride as well, yeah. and she turns out before. to be a to- she turns out to be like totally proficient in combat. Yeah. Usually, parents are noticeably absent in all of this stuff. Yeah, that's true. Like, no, no one ever questions where the kid goes, and no one's ever shown going or where did the kid go because exactly. that, that that's not fun. Mm. In this case, it's like, why am I here as well? This is oh, but uh, just, this, this isn't also this isn't the only one where. We, you remember last time, last uh, se- season, the Isekais were all singular characters being teleported. Even in Shield Hero, it was just him, and then they were t- teleported from parallel worlds, the other characters who Aye, were, that's were right. met there. This season, almost every Isekai we have is multiple people being teleported, not just a single person. Yeah, it's the new Vogue. I think mm-hmm. there's going to be something different about it in the next season because, let's face it, this genre isn't going away. Well, no, it's not. And it, to, to be honest, when Isekai is done good, it is great. Oh, absolutely. Mm. But the, the problem is, is that there's so much of it we're seeing light novels released, like uh, Reincarnated in the Dungeon as a Vending Machine. What the? Um, and uh, that, that is just, just so you, for those listening. Specifically, which kind of vending machine? Don't know. Um, I, I haven't found a translation for it yet, but this is actually a, a proper light novel, which has just went into serialization. Um, there, there's a lot of them where they're just going the trope, and it's like, what can I be reincarnated as, or what is different? And I, I think they need to be more focusing on building a very strong character as opposed to building a strong gag, mm. because that's going to help them stand out. Now, th- this one could be glorious, and it could be very funny. But, I mean, it is a comedy, so I hope it's bloody funny. I hope they don't let us down. Because, yeah, it's going to be but... the whole dynamic of a doting mother and her probably very embarrassed child. It's like, this is his dream fantasy, to go to a fantasy world and have his whole power fantasy. Mm-hmm. But, oh, no, mum is there, and she's calling me to dinner. Yeah, I, I can't go out and kill the monster now. Mum wants me home for dinner. Yeah. <laughs> um, it airs on Saturdays at 12 a.m. in the morning. Mum, so, that monster hit me. Where is it? <laughs> uh, you can watch it on Anime Lab, Funimation, and Crunchyroll, depending on your region. Actually, you know what? I think that's going to be the first instance we see her two-hit multi-target attack. <laughs> what, him? Uh, him well, getting hurt by something and her going yeah. full mama bear. <laughs> yep, fair enough. Um, Fire Force. Th- this is pretty much the shonen one to watch this season. It's one that has been 
very widely promoted on sites like Funimation and Anime Lab. And this is the shonenist of shonen. Um, I do have a couple of caveats for it. It was interesting to watch. Um, so Fire Force is set in a world where special fire brigades are fighting a phenomenon called spontaneous human combustion. Literally people bursting into flames and those humans are being turned into living infernos called infernals. Yeah, it's not just that they're exploding and setting fire to everything around them. They're turning into these like big burning monsters that yeah. go on a rampage. Mm-hmm. So Shinra Kusakabe is a youth who has the ability to ignite his feet like rocket launchers at will. Um, well, not rocket launchers, like a jetpack almost. Mm-hmm. And joins the special Fire Force Company 8, working to extinguish any infernals they encounter. And of course, he has a deep backstory to do with parents. Um... As a faction creating Infernals appears, Shira begins to uncover the truth behind a mysterious fire that caused the death of his family 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Now, all of this sounds pretty expected. Oh, well, consider the studio and their prior works. This is the company that uh, made uh, Soul Eater. Yeah, that's true. Uh, it, the, it is also written by the, uh, the team that made Soul Eater as well. It's pretty much very similar. Very similar style, very kind of the same kind of characters it's a mad mad world running on mad mad rules with a slew of crazy personalities insane non-practical weapons Mm. it's not like it's going to be a repeat of soul eater not not by any rate but i think you are getting exactly what you sign up for with this one yeah it's Mm. it's not going to be to everyone's tastes um the actually something i should note um this is a big big caveat for this the dub Oh. So I actually caught the dub with my younger brother who watches dubs because of a vision impairment. And it's not great. Oh, no. it, it actually completely put him off watching it. It's that bad. In particular, the, tr- the translation is actually incorrect in many places. I mean, that, ca- that happens acting, often. But yeah. The voice acting is pretty damn jarring for many parts. It's like these actors aren't have never met and have never been in a studio and don't know how to interact with the other characters. Yeesh. Especially for the lead character who's voiced by Derek Snow. Now, no offence to Snow, his other work has been fantastic. I just honestly think that whoever was doing the voice direction this time just didn't know what they were looking for because mm. he sounds literally like every other shonen character ever voiced mm. by in English. It's generic. It is boring. It is uninteresting. And to be honest, it it doesn't sound good. It's what it's just kind of passionless. Yeah. yeah, do something different, Funimation. Mm. You can do better than this, and we've seen you do better than this. I enjoy the theatrics of this, and I love the design. And um, like these guys are like in full firefighting gear, like big bulky suits, and they're blue. neon blue stripes, and they just fly around the place. It's it's yeah. I, I'm having fun watching yeah, this show, to, to be honest. They're not like strapping a uh, fire hose to a hydrogen blasting no. things. No. Water. They're, no they're like they're a pile driver thing built yeah. into a fist weapon. The pile bunker, the world's mm. most yeah. impractical weapon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And one of them's a nun who tries to, who sends prayers to try and send the infernal, you know, back to where it came from as they're vanquishing it. And also they're having healthy. none of that. Uh-huh. So, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. It's got 24 episodes, runs for 23 minutes, done by David Productions as the studio. They did Jojo's Bizarre Adventure, Bento oh. and Cells at Work. Hey. Um, and the action sequences are great and the movements are very fluid and clean. So I will definitely keep watching to see where it goes. Just don't watch the dub. I'm sorry, guys. It's, it's not good. I mean, it's not like we haven't seen that before, if you remember. Believe it. Believe it. Given. Given is um, 
We only managed to catch, I think, about five minutes of it this morning as well because we had to do a quick catch-up on a few of these because mm-hmm. it's only just landed. Um, it is actually a boy love manga. Yeah. So... Um, it starts out very sweetly, doesn't it? It does. So Ritsuka Unoyama started to feel that playing guitar and basketball b- were becoming boring. He then encounters Mafia Soto holding onto a broken guitar and decides to fix it for him. The moment Uyanama finishes fixing the guitar, Mafuya becomes completely attached to him and after hearing Mafuya sing, it leaves a deep impression on him mm. and the pair go on to form a musical group. It actually has a yaoi tag on it for the manga but not on the show. And that's the thing. The second these two characters are introduced, their relationship is kind of solidified. They have a... It's kind of a very adorable kind of a chemistry. It is. It is very... It's sweet. Like we we've seen this recently, like that we have seen other um, shows where, such as Banana Fish, where there is the suggestion yeah. of male attractiveness to one another oh, we without de- them showing it. We are definitely going to have to cover, and that we one will have to do a episode. review on Banana Fish. Um, this one apparently goes a bit further, and they actually have a proper relationship, which we'll see on screen. Oh. Um, it's not you know R rates or anything that like that. It actually doesn't have a rating. It's you know meant to be good for all. Um, it's music, drama, romance, um, adapted from a manga, which has been very popular. And it's being done by Lurch, which is the same uh, studio that did uh, Astra. Oh, Lost oh. in Space this season. So they've got two okay. big ones out at the yeah, moment. they're having a great year. They are. Um, they've Actually, I'll quickly grab my list here. Here's something he prepared earlier. Here's something I prepared earlier for Astra. Or did you just Astra. pull that out of Hammerspace? So um, Astra was the studio which did Assassination Classroom. Sorry, Lurch was the did Assassination Classroom, School Live, oh. the horror there, and Danganronpa, which um, we, we haven't actually caught Danganronpa yet, um, but there's three seasons of it, I think, or the, I know there's at least three films attached to it. Um, so that we'll have to have a look into. But the, I've seen the animation style for all of them, and it's all fairly consistent. Mm. It, it's it's a good quality. Um, mm-hmm. What I did really like about uh, Given was that the animation has a very unique feel to it even though it's by a studio who we've seen plenty of stuff before. The scenery is very well done, and it feels like they've used a brown or a dark green colour tinting on some of the lines. Um, Rather than, like, black lines plain black. your standard. So it, it does have that sort of, you know, dream-like vibe to it, I think, I'd say. And the music and sound design are overall very nice. Which you, you, you would hope, hope they would be. Yeah. In a, in a yeah, uh, an anime about music, uh, absolutely. Speaking of music... Mm. Can I refer back to Demon Lord Retry yeah. and make a special mention for the double bass in the soundtrack? Okay. It <laughs> just, boom, 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 it gave boom, me happiness. It gave you happiness. Yeah. Oh, okay. Anyway. It, it's yeah. given you happiness. <laughs> it, it, <laughs> <laughs> I'm with the bad jokes today. Well, happiness today. has been given. Well, you can catch Given on Crunchyroll. That is on Friday mornings around 1am. So. Given On the, the note jokes. of uh, beautifulness... Gorgeous butterfly, young Nobunaga. What a yes. title, right? I know that's. It's. Yeah. I don't believe that's the accurate title. I think they've literally done a once again a literal translation of it without context. I mean, I think what they what what this title sort of means to imply is the fact that uh, Nobunaga is is growing up. Mm. Um, for for basically they're talking about Oda Nobunaga. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah, so was. the uh, Oda Nobunaga was the. Uh, was he, wasn't he a daimyo. warlord, he, daimyo, yeah. powerful feudal lord who tried to unify all of Japan. And he pretty he, he, he did he got, a pretty good job. Yeah, he did a fair yeah, chunk. He did pretty now, well. Now, if you know your Japanese history, then you know the spoilers of this one already. Yeah. Yes. So um, my first impressions of it were glasses, 
Um, yes. Yeah, so, so Oda's wearing glasses, and that immediately made me go, "Did they have glasses in the 1700s?" Yeah, this is in a very uh, this is in a medieval period of Japan. They've just uh, learned about muskets from the outside world, mm-hmm. and yeah, we noticed that they're wearing glasses in one of the scenes, and we're thinking, "Huh, that's a bit of a modern invention." But they're no, not, a bit of research later. Well, the, the, yeah, a bit research later, we realised that yeah, glasses were available around that time, but not the way they displayed them, mm. because they were kind of like you, you know how you see like the people at the opera in films who've got the little binoculars they hold on a stick. Similar it was to that, like yes. that, but with just normal glasses on it. Um, oh, I apologise, not seventeen hundreds, fifteen hundreds. I should have said that earlier. So um, the series is a historical drama, aesthetically and boldly adapting the life of Odo Nobunaga in his teens up to his time as a warlord against his brother. Kind of a mm. biopic, almost. Yeah. Yeah. Twenty-four minutes runs for twelve episodes. Historical, but enhanced. I think yeah. would probably be the the correct yeah. way to put it. As like, all those ones generally are. And he he did used to hang out like this uh, in the first episode. It mm-hmm. shows what he's sort of getting up to because even though he's the son of a powerful lord. He's still hanging out with the kids on the street. He doesn't care. Um, much it's to interesting the as well because I, I didn't realize that before he was called Oda Nobunaga, he was actually called Kiposhi, and they give them the name when they come of age to, to you know, kind of say how mm. important you are to this family. Yeah, there's a bunch of uh, historic figures yeah. like that. I read a whole thing of, on uh, Genghis Khan not so long ago, but that's another story. Yeah, seems Oda was a bit of a crook, hanging out yeah. with uh, street criminals, performing devious tricks on merchants. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I like how they brought Kitsuno in mm. so early um, I won't say anymore because I don't want so to is she, is she important? Yes. Deeply. Oh. Yes. See, this shows my lack of knowledge of history there. And oh no, that's what I feel like that's the great thing about these uh, historic kind of drama things is that once again, Japan will do you an educate. Yeah, Even if you so didn't know. Interesting. Even and if you didn't know. History often is just wonderfully intriguing just hold exactly as it is. Mm-hmm. And so I can't wait to watch more of this and just see more of his story. Yeah, I feel like animated. this is going to be a great one for this season. Well, you can catch it on Funimation on Hulu. It airs on Mondays at 9.30pm. Wi-Fi Radio. That's a lot of anime. Oh, there's so many. No, I didn't watch them all. Summer anime. Yes, the second half of our big summer anime hit. Sounds like I'm advertising for Coke or something. It does. You've got a career after this. Yeah, definitely where I can head. Yes. Grand Belm. Uh. <laughs> the unanimous uh, size tell you everything you need to know. So it's very pretty. So yeah, it's pretty, and that's pretty much like it was prettier at the beginning before the mechs came in. When the mechs came in, it's like. Mm. So to give you, um, I'm going to be honest, the summary doesn't really tell you much. It is set in a world where long ago featured the existence of magic. It has lost that ability. And a normal high school student, Mangetsu Kohinata, meets Shingetsu Ernesta Fukami, who has migrated to Japan from Germany on a night of a full moon. So Very auspicious. Very auspicious. It's it's magical girls in deformed mini mechas fighting over something in a German subdimension. Yeah, these, it's too many things these without mechas. any plot. What did you call them, Kenny? Mechs? Yeah. You said they were chibi, didn't you? Oh, yeah, they, yeah. They are chibi-fied like, mechs. They're just... Imagine a Gundam except, like, squished. Squashed and just made... You, you know how they say, like, yeah. squish that cat? Well, someone squished <laughs> the Gundam too much and it's now yeah. dead. No, um, it, it's now in this anime. Okay, uh, as far as the visuals go... 
It's pretty. It's sparkly. Yeah. It's pretty. So it's, um, uh-huh. oddly enough, no rating. Studio is Nexus, who haven't done a lot. Um, so I guess this is new for them. This is probably uh, speaking to their inexperience then, because, yeah, yeah. as far as like the writing characters go, there's this phrase I've kind of memorized from fiction back mm. when I was in university. There's a thing that you can say that will absolutely murder, kill it dead, any piece of intellectual property. I do not care about these characters, and I do not care what happens to these characters. You know, yeah. I cared about her before she became involved. became involved with this. Like, honestly, like she's in the kitchen, and she's washing all the bento boxes, and the light of the dusk is coming in. It's a beautiful, warm light, and you can see the Bay Area out there. From, yeah, it looks from lovely. Where, yeah. Mm-hmm. Then she realizes she's left a box at school, so she rushes, rushes back to get it, and all of a sudden... Her world transforms, and, and I we've got, got lots of giant mechs which look like they belong in Samurai Pizza Cats, mm. like, which is a great show. It's a great show, but, but it's not as good as Samurai Pizza show. Cats. It has no um, business having magical girls. It's right. also worth pointing out that this is an original product. This isn't based off a manga or a book or anything like that. This is them at the studio. I've gone. We've wrote an idea, and sometimes they can be incredible, like Cowboy Bebop, um, and then sometimes you get Grand Belms. Our um. Are magical girl animes like a shoo-in in Japan? Like, can you definitely make your money back on them or something? Oh, it's like, like where uh, your typical shonen anime will appear to every twelve-year-old boy. Yes, uh, magical girls generally have an appeal they, among they, the they younger do have, female they do audience. Have a success with the younger girl audience, but it, it's still got to be good. Like, you know, if if Sailor Moon wasn't good, it wouldn't have done good in the West. There's that other one though, uh, Precure. That's been going for like decades oh, now. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, look, there's there's lots of action, but plot-wise, you've seen all of this before in Madoka Magica, Magical Girl Sight, and many of those off-kilter Magical Girl shows where there's something just a bit different for them. Um, same as we'd see with like Isekai shows. It's it's not great. Um, but it airs on Wednesdays at 10.30. If this is your mm-hmm. cup of tea, by all means, go watch it. It's uh, on Anime Lab and Funimation. And yeah, um, yeah it's going to run for 12 episodes at 24 minutes a pop. For Give me, it though, go. it's my cup of nope. Your cup of note. I like that. Yeah, I'm not interested in pursuing this any further. Well, um, the next one is Japan doing us an educate on fitness. Yes. Oh, boy. How heavy are the dumbbells you lift? Oh, you know, they're about like uh, 20, 40 kilograms. Oh, wait. (laughs) That's the show name. Show name. You lift, Kenny? You lift? Kenny lifts. I lift. You, wow. You, you li- literally it. like the guy from this show who's got know. like, you know, a normal person's head on a bodybuilder. It's insane. So um, it's by Studio Doga Kobo. They did Helpful Fox Senko-san, Tarakun Doesn't Fall in Love, Yuru Yuri, and Gabriel Dropout over the years. Um, so not massive titles that have had, you know, massive renown, but they are consistent. Um, Japan's going to learn you a thing and you are going to love it. <laughs> yeah, it's... um, Okay, so... Bit of backstory. Yeah. Sakura Hibiki, high school girl, voracious over overeater. She finds herself wanting to get into shape when she finds that her clothes start to become a little tighter. Mm-hmm. Uh, she joins a super muscular gym with a fellow high school friend and all-around overachiever, Soyurin Akemi. Yeah, now Akemi has a muscle fetish, and she tries to get Hibiki to enroll in the gym, despite its high ratio of macho men. And that isn't a hyperbolic, by the way. It's no. It's a literal muscle fetish. The second she sees it, she... Uh, she gets quite excited. Um, Ooh, yeah. It's M15 for adult content, of course, as you'd probably guess. Um, she gets sucked in by a beautiful trainer called Machio. Oh, my <laughs> God. So this guy... 
Um, <laughs> Everything he, looks right. normal on the surface. All right, so he, yeah. Personal strain. The personal trainer has ca- looks like Kazuma from Konosuba. So he's plain. He has short, you know, black hair. Bit he's taller, in a tracksuit. Bit taller. Um, looks like he's in shape, but not you know super buff or anything. And then. Off come the clothes, the on go the muscles. The second it's like the someone's clothes... put Arnold Schwarzenegger's body with an anime head on and top it of is it. jarring. Oh it is so strange. It's, so it's kind of terrifying, in fact. Um, the, the main character Sakura has all the reservations that many people unfamiliar with the gym uh, would have. You know, concerns about how the people view them exercising, not wanting to be surrounded by muscle heads, wanting to eat what you want and not have to worry about it. Um, so I feel like this definitely is designed to appeal to the audience of viewers who would like to get in shape but don't know how to or feel res- reservations about doing so. And that's the thing. Uh, in the first episode, there is a post-credit bit which covers uh, one of the exercises that was yeah. covered in it and sort of runs you through it as though it expects you to get up out of your couch and do it along with the anime yeah, characters. Yeah, like do these 10 squats with the anime character. And I kind of love that. There's yeah. a sense of interactivity to it. I mean, each episode is apparently going to end with one of those review exercises, and they're all going to be ones you can do in your own home without equipment. So that's, you know, it's, it's literally, hey, we're going to teach you how to do this, but there is a bit of a grey cow hanging over the head of this anime and that is the Eki content which they are aware of which yeah, the main like... character goes why are you making this erotic but they still make it erotic and it's still a little bit awkward yes so, so Eki is um basically slang um, i should have mentioned this earlier in the show is, is slang for sort of erotic or revealing situations such as looking down a, sh- a girl's shirt Think panty or shots panty shots it's a very yeah. well-defined genre now not full-blown sexiness but like the very very suggestive implied. yes yeah um and see yeah, this really, really rubs the sexiness on, but then it rubs it right off again by basically just being very, very self-aware with its humour. Yeah. It's, it keeps the comedy going while it does all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we, we did have concerns it would just turn into an Ekifest. Um, it's it's not too bad. Mm. Um, if, if, if you're interested, check it out. It is on uh, Anime Lab and Funimation on the mm. streaming services, and it airs on Wednesday nights at 10.30, so you can expect that on the Thursday mornings. You can get useful tips for working out, and maybe you could work out whilst you're watching it. Yeah, just do I a bunch know. of squats while you watch yeah. your anime. But, dear God, that macho guy's head is just oh, going to it's so my weird. <laughs> um, if it's for my daughter, I'd even defeat a demon lord. Oh, would you? Yeah, I would. I really would. Oh, that's another title. It's another it? title. We have a lot of long titles this season. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking for... I, I really enjoyed this one. So, it's Studio Maho, Maho Films. It's their first ever series. They have never done an animated feature before. I don't know if they've pulled in people from other studios or what, but this is their first foray, and it's freaking adorable. Mm. Um, yeah, it the, really is. The, the main it? character, Dale, finds Latina, a very young demon girl in the forest. Her father has died, and following his command, she stayed away from his corpse, but out in the wild for an unknown period. Say so she's about three years old. Yeah, now, the, Dale's a very cool, composed, highly skilled adventurer. He's been doing this for years. He's quite made quite a name for himself. And, you he's know, just turned 18 as well. Yeah, he feels unable to le- just leave her there to die in the forest, which, you know, any normal you know, sane person would do. So he takes her home and he becomes her adoptive father by the end of the first episode. And but it's really sweet. I couldn't leave her alone in that forest. God, no. It's a child. Yeah. The adventurer soon finds himself head over heels with being a parent for mm, her. This yeah. isn't your kind of typical fantasy anime which has all the magic and the planning to defeat bosses and stuff going mm-hmm. on. 
This is very, very um, wholesome. It's I'd fantasy say. slice of life. Exactly. So and it's very, it's very, very sweet in its approach to the whole matter. Mm. Uh, Dale buries the father and ends up taking her in, and it's a really sweet and sort of wholesome way it's done because you know they get him a gravestone, and you know because obviously she only speaks demon language and he only speaks normal language, which is something you don't really see in this genre at all. The no. whole language barrier. I think and it was he... touched on loosely in the aforementioned gate. Yeah, but I mean, in this case, he then briefly explains that he can understand some of what she's saying because all spells are written in demonic. Exactly. So that way, that's how he tries to figure out how to communicate with her. Um, but there's a really cool use of Magitech in the show as well. Oh, um, yes. It's for, you know, for they've got like a bounty board sort of thing for how crimes are tracked and how hot water is produced. Like a, there's a little gem which then turns the tap into hot water, which you pour magic into. Which is, again, another thing I feel like isn't touched on in enough fantasy genre things. How does mm. magic shape the world around you? It isn't that just that you have a bunch of people in pointy hats throwing fireballs at things. It's that it would genuinely change the fabric of society. Mm -hmm. I mean, the, the other thing I found enjoyable is this isn't an isekai. Oh, right. It doesn't try it and do, like hey, we've been that... spirited away to another world and I found a daughter. No, no, it's just we're in a fantasy world and, um, and this is how this it is do. How it do. I, feel like, <laughs> I feel like the uh, girl's youth and ignorance in the whole matter is what's going to be sort of like the audience's vehicle for discovering mm -hmm. uh, everything. It's like they're going to learn about the world through her rather than, you know, that's main actually, character from modern world. That's a good yeah. point, actually, and I'm very happy to do that, especially with someone who's got a language barrier because we're going to have to figure out some stuff ourselves from what she's saying and from yeah. what he's trying to figure out too. Hmm. Well, that is going to be airing, I believe it is on Wednesdays. Hang on, I think I've actually turned the page over, haven't I? I have. Thursdays at 11.30 at night. You can catch that on Crunchyroll. Um, it's adapted originally from a light novel. It's PG. Um, runs for about 23 minutes. Going to be pretty low stakes, but uh, it's comfy. As long as the steak involved, I'm happy. So. And the <laughs> amount of times you mentioned Crunchyroll, I could really go Mr. Munchie's Sushi. Oh, yeah, I could definitely go some sushi. Does that count as product placement? It might be product placement. But we're well, not monetized, no, just... so it's okay. Yeah, we're not monetized. Demonetize this YouTube. So we are advertising, <laughs> so um, if they want to give us free sushi. Isekai Cheat Magician. It's uh. in the name. That is our fourth Spirited Away okay, show yeah. this episode. So, Okay, so... I can solve this in a couple of seconds. <laughs> tai Chi and Rin get isekai They're super powered in this world. Rinse, repeat, continue. But yep. honestly, I actually really enjoyed it. I was expecting it to be really samey. And even though it's a, it's a format that I've seen before, or we've all seen before, I still enjoyed it. So I think something important to point out here which really irritated me because I went and read the first chapter in preparation for this thinking I'd be ahead of it. Um, like I mentioned earlier with changing how things work with Arafaretta, hmm. um, they completely wrote out the third character who's in the first three chapters of the manga. Wait, what? Yep, so he was there with them in the opening scene before they were isekai away. There was this oh, yeah. discussion between them about basically the main guy, um, Taichi, is trying to get Rin together with this guy, like oh. make them into a couple. I this remember is, you mentioning yeah, this. Yeah, there's this whole storyline. They scrapped it, so what? clearly they never go home and he never joins them in the isekai. Guy world. Spoiler for the manga readers, well, I guess. Maybe he just wasn't important. Or maybe enough. that'll feature in like a flashback somewhere. Either way, that is a horrible way to get yeah. written out of a book. Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. Um, also, maybe he's coming back in a different form. Um, it's done by the studio Encourage Films. They did the short form anime series We Love Rice. Um, <gasps> you what? 
I love that Uh, show. Oh, gosh. (laughs) The intro song. Everyone should watch that show. awful. Yeah, I did not enjoy it. It is disjointed noise. It is not... It's completely forgettable, to be honest. It's disgusting. Like, skip it. I rarely say skip an anime's opening song, like, you know, but... Skip this, like it will just do your head in. The outro is beautiful. Uh, uh, voiced by um, Rin's, voiced by Rei Takahashi, who's pretty much oh. my favorite voice actress because she's everywhere. She's everywhere. Mm. Um, she's done Megaman um, from Konosuba. She has done the lead character, uh, female character in Re Zero. I forget her name offhand. Um, it's not she, Amelia, is it? Amelia, yeah. Um, really. She also sings the outro song for this as well, um, mm. which is really nice. So listen to the outro, ignore the intro. Um, but other than that, like I, I read the first couple of chapters of this, and you are right, it does feel very samey. You know, I'll give it the due diligence, give it the three-episode treatment, but I'm not seeing very much just yet, which sets it apart, mm. except for the fact that it's two characters that have been isekai'd. Yeah. Um, one thing which I think is a bit of a spoiler is the genre is, is action-adventure romance. Yeah. So I, I just I think it's just going to be Tai Chi and Rin kind of getting closer. It's know. a fairly attractive high school boy and a fairly attractive just, high school girl within spitting distance of one another. I don't yeah. know. I re- I just they seemed more friend yeah. oriented, school, and I really hope they stay friends. that way. Mm. So yeah, I, I don't know. Um, but it's originally from a light novel. Um, it's only going to get twelve episodes. Is airing on Tuesdays at ten pm, and you can catch that on Crunchyroll or Anime uh, a- ADN, which is um, the European um, oh. one of the European broadcasters who do it in multi language in different countries. So yeah, uh, I to don't wanna... the abandoned sacred beasts. No, that is not where we are going. I thought it was. No, we're not, we're, we're we're not going, going to the abandoned. We're sacred going to beasts? YouTube and streaming, and it's awful. Yeah. Um. So this one is called the ones within. A bunch of YouTube streamers get isekai'd. It's, um, there really isn't much more you can say on that matter. Are you enjoying the tune in the background? Yeah, yeah, what is that? What? I, oh yeah, of course, there's a giant there's panda. There's a giant panda yeah. in this, and you don't say no to panda. Oh gosh, no. <laughs> Otherwise you get very angry. No why. <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. We'd rather quote ancient pieces of internet culture than watch this because... Because it's more <laughs> enjoyable. Yeah. Oh. So a- Akatsuki, uh, Akatsuki Iridi is a popular live streamer for the free-to-play game The Ones Within Genome. Yeah. But what was once fantasy quickly becomes his and seven others' reality when they're transported to the game world against their will. The view count is all that matters more than ever before as millions watch them try to complete various high-risk tasks. The only best, only the best will survive in this land that's always live. It is, it is streamer porn. Honestly... <sighs> I know very little, like very, very little about streamer lifestyle. So if anyone was, wants to do me and educate, please do. Oh. There may be things I'm missing. Also, ding, Isekai, we're up to five. Oh. Yep. Ding, ding. So basically, the whole thing is it's people who play games and there is a whole culture to it. There's a whole lingo. There's a whole everything about it. But I feel doesn't like... It be, doesn't it turn into sort of like... like Every Lude character stuff is. If it's a girl, there can yeah. be. It's every single character in this show is a cliche two D character with no defining features outside of their archetype. The horror streamer who is afraid of ghosts. The fighting yeah. gamer with an attitude problem. The gamer who needs some sleep and doesn't talk much. The main character who is so stupid at night he's shining night uh, to a point. And, and one of them has this scent chills down my spine. Oh, uh, the the white. fairy pink. White eyelashes. eyelashes. Yeah. Oh my god! Yeah. So Never the, do I want to see them again. It's 
it's the world in this which like, I can't stand. It's um, yeah. it, well, there's no rules to the world other than obey yeah. Llama Man. And yeah. it doesn't seem like they're going to be doing um the positive side of streaming culture any no. favors through this anime, does it? Doubtful. Th- there's a lot of stupidity in the show. Yeah, it's uh, as I was saying, like uh, take uh, Sword Art Online, mm. your classic isekai, for example. In the very first episode of that. You are given a clue to how this all works. You're given an introduction to the functionality of this world, how it all sort of meshes together. In this... It's the bare minimum requirement for any isekai mm, show to explain the, where you've ended up. It's and the bare minimum for any kind of story to explain the world. So, it, it, the, so the, the, the first scene um, happens. That's, that's not the one I'm going to focus on. I'm going to focus on the second scene in the classroom. That reminded me a little bit of Battle Royale. Uh, that's mm. when I first saw Pink Eyelashes. And, um, like it's, and okay. So instead of that dude that they had in battle Royale, that's like, Oh, this is what happens. You guys are going to kill each other. Um, they've got this guy wearing a llama head. Yeah. A llama mask. His name is Pack. Well, it's probably an alpaca because his name is Packer. Oh yeah. Packer. Oh, he's creep city. And then very clearly evil. And, and all right. So, so that, so the first cliche you notice Happens in scene one where Sarayashiki punches Iride when he goes to help because it's like, oh, he's a pervert. Punch. Like, so oh. sick of that. Yeah, so generic. Just, yeah. It is just trying to dredge up every and then, ancient yeah. little and, trope. And in the classroom, um, maybe there was bits in the dialogue I missed. But anyway, suddenly a dead person appeared there and she was alive. But she was a spirit who wanted water and... And then she gets creepy, one of them and, and he just hugged her on her. fire. It's it's literally the dumbest thing I've seen this <sighs> yeah, season. Yeah, that's the thing. That whole bit with the ghost, it didn't feel like they were in any danger. It no. felt too unreal to actually be consistent. And not that we cared about the characters anyway. Oh no, please well, that, kill them all. That, that's another thing. Like I don't care about any of these characters. I don't. I'm not going to watch any more of this. It is purely. Someone obsessed with seeing the gaming streaming society and decided, I'm going to turn this into a manga. And then they've picked it up. And it's, it's a web manga as well. It's even it not a full feel very shallow, doesn't it? So it's drama, games, suggested PG rating. It's made by Silverlink, who have in the past done some pretty interesting stuff. Um, runs for 23 minutes at 12 episodes total. Um, you can catch it on Anime Lab, Funimation, and Hulu at 10 p.m. on Sundays. Um, as we've clearly mentioned, it's not our cup of tea. Um, apologies if you are into streaming culture. Maybe it is your thing and maybe you'll understand a bit better than me, but it, it fails too many fundamental storytelling points for me to actually want to give it a try. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I'm, I'm over it. And to be honest, I would rather just, you know, keep listening to this lovely song. Oh, maidens in your savage season. Be so savage, will you? Yes, quite. Once again, this is the title of another anime, and that, yeah, I wasn't convincing it at all, was I? (laughs) No, I love this. I I really enjoyed this. So, Studio Leidus, they have done Magi, Fate Grand Order, Classroom Crisis, pretty much most of the Fate Stay Night series stuff as well. Um, The manga is actually ending in September, so no better time for them to make a series. And this feels like quite a departure from the stuff that they normally do, isn't it? Oh, yeah. So um, Kazusa was a quiet middle schooler, but she arrived in high school determined to make friends. So she decides to join the literature club, and when a popular author's new book is announced about a girl completing their bucket list, the girls discuss what's the one thing they'd want to do before they die. 
and one of the girls blurts out sex. Now, this is PG-13, mm-hmm. uh, possibly maybe 15, I'd say. It's got adult themes. The whirlwind unleashed by the word pushes each of these girls, all with different backgrounds and personalities, onto their own clumsy, funny, painful, and emotional path towards adulthood. Now, this is not like anything else we've discussed in this episode. This is not uh, erotic. It is mm. not over the top. It is, to, so, to be honest, so, probably yeah. the most pure-looking coming-of-age drama about puberty mm. I've ever seen. So far, I've found it all incredibly relevant and mm. I can relate to Well, I, I was going to say, I can't really relate being male, um, but I yeah. can imagine being female. Have you ever been, um, have either of you ever had what happened to... We shall I don't think we should no, spoil that for no. our listeners. Okay. Um, so, look, it definitely isn't for the young of us. It's uh, If you're going through puberty, this will probably help a bit. Um, it's a coming-of-age yeah. drama about puberty set in a literature club. It's a group of five girls in puberty discovering about the world itself and themselves. And, and they're all very different. They are. They're very genuine. They discuss the themes of, uh, you know, of maturity through puberty, mm-hmm. about learning about attraction and mm-hmm. sexuality. Um, and it's not going to be for everyone, as sometimes yeah. the subject can be confronting. Mm. And the literature that they read in the first episode sort of sets the tone as there's a mm. sex scene in it and um, one of the girl, like one of the girls is like, this is just terrible and the other girls sort of like yeah, yeah one of them's like, this is, this is this is, you know, the difference between literature and pornography and this is clearly pornography. You know? yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. It, it's, t- to be honest, the one thing which made this absolutely stand out to me was that final scene. <laughs> the, the, the running. Mm-hmm. Now, the way the music is composed, the cinematography, all the metaphors used, all scream of a cinematic production. Yes. This looks like it belongs on the big screen. I uh, have to congratulate the team behind this one. Yeah, this, this thing is loaded with humour in various places, but it mm-hmm. also knows when to play the serious cards. And... Yeah, it yeah. just comes across as very earnest and honest to me. I'm yeah. very happy with it. Mm-hmm. Very well done. It's um, drama school shoujo. Um, it's, you can watch it on High Dive, um, one of the other random streaming services we've now got, which is Saturdays at 2.25am it comes out. So you'll be looking um, likely to get that on Saturday night, I'd say. Mm. Um, going to say it's probably going to run for 12 episodes based on the yeah. length um, of what we've got in the, the can already um, running for 23 minutes. Like you said it's definitely aimed at a certain group of people, oh, definitely yeah. for people going through that treacherous mm. hormonal stage of growing up. You, but, know, um, you know what it sort of reminded me of? Mm-hmm. Zero Zero Children. Oh yeah. yeah. So that, that's the, the collection of short stories yeah. which are all it's, um, There's, you know they're, how... they're younger than the girls in this yeah. um, anime. Well but... some are, some are not. Yeah true. Yeah. Um, so Sundera Children is about um, a group of high school students all of different ages learning about love for the first time uh-huh. and it's done sort of like love actually where there's lots of stories running simultaneously and you know one of the characters will see another character while they're out and about um you know so you'll have one couple off on a date and the other couple who you've seen in a previous episode um having a bit of a tiff Mm. or whatever it might be. But it's all these continual building stories. And it's not like they're all going to become good friends, but it's showing how the world's interconnected. Yeah, and that is a very unique kind of storytelling. But yeah, uh, mm. Zero Zero Children, we will do a proper review on at some point. Yeah, so, um, we really enjoyed it. That that was amazing, and it's a good watch as well. It's only short form as well. I think it was mm. only 12 minutes of pop. Oh. Um, but yes, back, back on to task. To the abandoned sacred beasts. Mm, this just chucked me on a fields train. I didn't... 
yeah. really expect. It was very cool, though. Yeah, I loved it. So loved it. It, it's uh, being done by Mapper. Um, who you might have uh, recognised from Dororo and uh, a few of the other big ones recently. Mm. Uh, 12 episodes are coming of it for 23 minutes a pop. Um, the first episode doesn't actually introduce us to the main female lead, or, which is interesting. Or just really? in general, the main plot mm. until right at the end of the episode. Mm. Then it just sort of like pulls the rug out from underneath you and slaps you with it. And, and you'll understand why when I, I explain the, the summary, because it says, During a civil war that pitted the North against the South, the Northerners used dark magical arts to create monstrous super soldiers called incarnates. With the war ended, those sacred beasts have to learn how to live peacefully in society again. The daughter of an incarnate soldier, who died at the hands of a beast hunter, turns to hunting the hunter herself. But once she catches up with a quarry, she discovers the harsh truth about the lies of the incarnates. That daughter is mentioned in the first episode. She oh. doesn't appear in the first episode. She That's appears cool. in the second episode. Um, and she is the second half of the team, which will then go around looking for the incarnates. So episode one was basically a preface yeah to explain the war to explain the incarnates it was a, it awesome. essentially it was an exposition episode but it was done in a format that wouldn't make you think it was it mm. set up the world building and set up the characters basically to just show you these are our players this is our world and you cared about those characters as well so when a certain event happens about two-thirds of the way through the episode you're like well where did that come from yeah, okay yeah. wow just a bit heartbreaking just you a become bit. invested you do very quickly um also um the, one of the guys is called kane madhouse uh, do you need any more flags for how dangerous that name is? Well, yeah. didn't you say that you picked it just from... Yeah, just from like seeing the characters at the very, very start no, and like seeing them arranged. I was just the like... eyebrows. <laughs> yes, it was just the eyebrows. He has yeah. evil eyebrows. You're like, he's evil. And we're like... Ah. And you're like, nah, it's the eyebrows. Always, uh, I'll always look at the eyebrows. <laughs> at the eyes. Comment at the eyes. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, comment down below. Tell me I'm wrong. His eyebrows are evil. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> so that is on Monday nights, I believe. Um, I don't have the time written down because it's shifted a bit over in Japan, apparently. Um, but you can watch that on Crunchyroll internationally. Um, now, I feel like, uh, yeah, the one thing that is going to do well for this anime is I feel like this is going to accomplish what Fairy Gone last season absolutely could not. Yeah. Which, you know, it, it's I'm a bit disappointed by Fairy Gone. Like, I, I wanted that to be good, but it just... It, it didn't really kind of do much after the third episode. And I think that's because they had to drag it out. A so, shame. Yeah. We've got to go and talk about the big one, though. Wit Studios, mm -hmm. uh, who you will probably have known from uh, Iron Cabanari, Attack on Titan. Um, new historical adventure action drama called Vinland Saga. Mm. Strap yourselves in, ladies and gentlemen. So, first and foremost, we should precurse this. Don't imagine this in the style of um, Attack on Titan. It looks nothing like it. To be honest, I'd say the animation quality has gone a level even higher than the most recent third season of Attack on Titan. And that yeah, says something. So, there's some mad foreshortening in some of those Oh, bits. yeah. So, as a young child, Thorthin was thrilled by the tales of a land far to the west. But this youthful fantasy was shattered by a Viking raid. Raised by the Vikings who murdered his family, Thorthin becomes a terrifying warrior, forever seeking to kill the band's leader, Askeladd, and avenge his father. Sustaining Thorfinn through his ordeal are his pride in his family and his dreams of a fertile westward land that his father spoke of. A land without war or slavery, the land called Vinland. Mm -hmm. 
North America. Supposedly. Well, that, that's that's what it's all looking like it leads to. It's set in a historical time setting using what was happening at the time during the with the Vikings around then. So, uh, suggested rating for this is 15+. plus. Um, there is quite a lot of violence. Oh, um, there is bloodshed aplenty and the fighting is just over the top. I love yeah. it. However, we already know it's getting 24 episodes. Yes. So, which is great. Um, 25 minutes of pop. It's going to land on Mondays on Amazon Prime globally. So quite excited about that. Now, one of the biggest things I did like about it was that they dropped the first three episodes all at once together. So they all aired in Japan on the same night, back to back to back. Mm -hmm. Um, And the rest of that's because of that, they're not putting anything out for the next two weeks. So the rest will continue in August. So, you know, a strong hit of three and then you've got to wait. You're like, oh, come on. I feel like that's kind of bad. I mean, with Astro Lost in Space, it was like a big double episode to sort of introduce everything. For this, it's a big triple episode and then a long break that all the people obsessed with this now have to suffer. I know. It's not not ideal. Um, But uh, what I can say is the opening scene will let you know exactly... If or not, this show is for you. It's pretty violent. The cinematography, however, is incredible. The movements are fluid, incredibly well animated. This will be a standout this season. It's Mm -hmm. going to get a lot of people talking about it. From excessive levels of violence, we need to then go to... um, Excessive levels of randomness? Yeah. um, And... I'm actually really hyped about Wasteful Days of High School Girls. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. I didn't think I'd enjoy it quite as... No. I know I say that a lot. Yeah. But I really well, just Well, I thought under- it would just be another generic Joshi Kausai, you know, young, uh, you know, high school girl doing something. Yeah, I read the synopsis on the front page and I just thought, okay, is the first episode going to be talking about eating a chocolate shell or something yeah. uh, a la Lucky Star? Yeah, or, or, or is it going to be them talking about, oh, you know, woe is me, I have not collected a boyfriend yet this year. But, but absolutely not. It is just no. absolutely random. So I'll, I'll give you the synopsis. So Tanaka decided to give her classmates nicknames based on their quirks. Her friend Sakuchi became Ota for her nerdy otaku interests, and her other friend Saganomia became Robo because of her expressionless personality. In retaliation, the whole class decided to name her Baka which is Japanese for idiot. Um, they, these are the ridiculous days of three high school friends claiming or not the height of their youth. <laughs> well, there we go. There you go. <laughs> okay. The opening sequence has elements to the Thou Shall Always Kill video clip, which is done by, um, what was the name of the artist, Coco? Dan Lissac and Scrooby's Pip. Oh, uh, yes, I remember that. That was, oh, yeah, gosh, that's going great. by like 10 years. It's very cool. It's it very cool. feel like it was 10 years It kind of no. sets the tone of what's going on as well. It's very hyper-energetic. Very yeah. just. Mm. Well, I mean, it's an ensemble performance. Literally every character in that class has a nickname and a personality and a behavior and a quirk. Um, the writing is amazing. <laughs> it's, it's, it's quick-paced. It's smart. It's funny. It feels like it's a very long comedy skit which flows really smoothly from beginning to end for 25 minutes. That's not easy to do. Oh, it's It doesn't give you a chance to breathe before it moves on to the next joke and it's oh, it just keeps hitting. Also, the um, there it is getting a dub. But um, mm-hmm. the Japanese, I don't know what the dub's going to be like, but the Japanese version of the voice acting is phenomenal. Mm. And everyone in this class, you know, has a character and a voice actor for them and they play it to a T. Whether that's from someone whose quirk is listening mm. to financial radio to yeah. someone who's very clearly a, a chinobio and hasn't gone out of eighth grade syndrome and still believes yeah. they're a magical girl. I, I have to say I love the writing in this and it's sort of like we're seeing her in a monologue just out loud yeah. and her friends are responding. Well, all I can say about Tanaka is she's an interesting woman. <laughs> uh. Yeah. 
Which is what she wants to be. That joke will become apparent uh, if you catch the first episode. Yeah. Also, the teacher's introduction. Wow. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. That's pretty long. That, that was a rant about how... You know, he could never be with a high school girl, so don't yeah, get any funny went, ideas. And yeah, I, I love uh, only so college good, women because it's like, is that just because you can actually legally date college women? And or? this is like the first thing he says to his new class of high school girls, and everyone is completely disturbed by it. For good reason. For good yeah. reason. I mean, Interesting geez. back and forth between him and our main character as well. Uh, so that is airing on High Dive. It's not going to be available in all regions to begin with, but I believe Crunchyroll is trying to get rights in some region. It's Fridays at 9.30pm. And quickly knocking them off before we go to the sequels, there's two other shows which we haven't been able to get hold of because they haven't started yet and aren't starting until the 15th. There's Lord L. Melio II Seno Jikenbo Rail Zeppelin Grace Note. Was this that is, the whole name? That's the whole name. Was that How the many synopsis? words is that? Uh, you, you can count. It's a spin-off in the Fate Stay Night series. Oh, it's 11 okay. words. Yeah, a bit too long of a name. I um, haven't really been keeping up with the Fate Stay Night series. No, so. um, this one apparently is a direct sequel of a specific character in Fate Zero. Mm. Um, I have no uh, apologies. I have no idea about the Fate Stay Night series. I have not got around yeah, to watching likewise. it. Um, so apparently, you need to understand some of what happens in Fate Zero to appreciate the show. And then there's Bem, which is uh, humanoid monster Bem. It's a series which actually started in 1969. Um, the last uh, one in the franchise was in 2006. Um, Bem, Bella, and Bello are ugly humanoid yokai who fight for justice. They fight, live along humans and protect them from the evil yokai and find themselves ostracized from both human and yokai society. So it could be interesting, but yeah. we're still going to be waiting at least another week before that even lands on a streaming service. No one's announced who's picking it up yet. Fair enough. We'll let you know. Yeah, we'll be back after this. Wi-Fi Radio. Sequels. So we've got uh, plenty of uh, sequel shows coming on. The first one, technically speaking, is not a sequel, but it is in the same universe. And that yeah. is a certain scientific accelerator. Kind of a shoot-off. Yes. Spin-off. That's Spin the correct That's word. The one, yes. <laughs> so superpowers, supernatural and school are rating for violence and language. Whoa. Mm. And uh, done by JC staff, adapted from a manga. So um, if you've heard of a certain magical index or a certain scientific railgun, this is the third so, um, main character story spin-off, if you will, from that. And, um, yeah, uh, Accelerator was a villain back in uh, Magic Index, I believe. That is correct. So the Espers of Academy City are classified into six levels, where level zero lacks powers, while level five possess overwhelming amounts. Of the several million Espers residing in Academy City, only seven of them have ever attained level five, and ranked highest among them all is the one known as Accelerator. The series focuses on Accelerator after he's protected the cheerful Misaka clone known as Last Order, which occurred in the end of Scientific Railgun and Magic Magical Index's most recent series. And um, enlighten us. What does Accelerator do? He accelerates things like a mass particle accelerator. Like in vectors, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Trippy. So he's recovering at a hospital after losing that fight. Um, he's actually managed to kind of become from evil to neutral, if that makes sense. Yeah, kind of like anti-hero. Neutral. He's, he's yeah, anti-hero, chaotic neutral. Um, but he's you know he's now living a quiet life after recovering at the hospital, having lost much of his power because of an injury to his head. Oh. Um, and this oh, is you know suck. he's enjoying that until um, he ends up having to save the life of Estelle Rosenthal, a mysterious girl carrying a photo of little mini Misika clone. Last order. Um, 
I don't know too much on the series itself. I haven't read the manga, which it's meant to be directly adapted from, or the light novel. Um, but it's going to run for 12 episodes at this point in 23 minutes. Cool. So you can catch that on Crunchyroll and Funimation on Fridays at 10 p.m. Wonderful. Dan Machi, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon? Well, I mean, it might be a is little it? bit. It's The timing can be off. Oh. It's, it, once again, this is the title of an anime. Yeah. Um, season two uh, has just landed. The first episode came out on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. And it's an action-adventure comedy fantasy RPG. Just yeah. had a film come out as well. And Belle and Hestia, a.k.a. goddess of the string that defies gravity, <laughs> are back in action as they struggle to prove the strength of their familiar... Bell completes a task that moves him up in the rankings, but as a result, he soon finds himself the subject of scrutiny he never saw coming. His hair is judged. (laughs) (laughs) Probably something like that, yes. Um, So it's going to be on Crunchyroll and High Dive internationally and is airing at uh, 12.30am on Saturday mornings. Um, We don't know how long it's going to be officially. Um, It's looking like it'll be 12 episodes if the first season is anything to go on. Mm. Um, But this has been waited on for quite a while and it's from the light novel adaptation, not the manga, which um, is even actually behind the first season's ending the manga. Oh, wow. So don't don't go chasing the manga if you want to find out more. Read the the light novel. Uh, Teasing Master Takagi-san Season 2. This is one of your favourites, isn't it, Kyle? Um, Slice of Life, Comedy and Romance. It is PG-13+. And unfortunately, only airing on Netflix Japan at the moment. Yeah. Um, So middle schooler Nishikata gets constantly made fun of by his seat neighbour Takagi-san. With his pride shattered to pieces, he vows to turn the tables and get back at her someday. And so he attempts to tease her day after day, only to find himself victim of Takagi's ridicule again sooner than later. He's never going to actually one-up her. Yeah, that could sound like it's uh, viewed in very negative context. It is, but but it's really sweet. She's clearly into him um well if, if, if you've yeah. watched if you've read the manga and it's spin-off which shows them as adults you know a lot more um but i, I can highly recommend watching it it's pg-13 so good for most ages um and it airs on sundays at 10 30 p.m so hopefully we'll find out that uh, netflix has organized a transition for it to go over to netflix international at some point because no one else has the mm. rights mm. that'd be bit good of, that's a shame, shame. Um, continuing from last season, five of those big shows we were talking about have continued into this one. Firstly, Carol and Tuesday is back. That's music, sci-fi, drama, and Netflix has got the worldwide exclusive with all of it dropping on August 30th on Netflix here, the first half. Yes. Um, once again, that's by the director of Cowboy Bebop. Um, very beautiful, very lovely animation. Yeah. 24 mm. episodes in total. Yeah, in the last episode, I believe I gave that a 9 out of 10 rating. So, yeah. And yeah, the only reason mm. I didn't give it a 10 was because I hadn't seen the ending. Yeah, yeah set be- on Mars as yeah, well. Yeah, in the future. So 50 years have passed since mankind began migrating to the new frontier of Mars. It's an age where AI produces most culture and people are content to be passive consumers. Two girls want to make music and they meet by chance. Uh, Fruits Basket, the remake of the one from the 90s, is still ongoing. 25 episodes has been confirmed now for the length of it. Mm, so. This is a lovely story. After a family tragedy turns her life upside down, a 16-year-old high schooler called Toru Honda makes matter, takes matters into her own hands and moves out into a tent. Unfortunately for her, she, well, maybe fortunately for her, she pitches her new home on private land belonging to the mysterious Soma clan. And it isn't long before the owners discover her secret. But as she quickly finds out when the family offers to take her in, they have a secret of their own. When hugged or embraced by the opposite sex, they turn into the animals of the Chinese zodiac. 
Now, you've been. This is one of your favourites from last yeah, season. Yeah, I really like it. I just want her to get some self confidence. Really, that's <laughs> yeah. all I'm waiting for. But besides that. I love it. Mm. It's beautiful. Well, you can catch that on Crunchyroll, Funimation and ADN if you're in Europe. That's on Saturdays at one twenty-three in the morning. Very specific time, I realise. <laughs> Next on the list, Demon Slayer. Yes, Kimitsu no Yaiba. That's, um, that, that was kind of last, last season's shonen sort of baby, wasn't it? Everyone... Yeah, it's kind of like the golden child. And um, the whole thing about it is that it is... Very, very um, shonen, as you said. Mm. It seems to take elements from every other shonen you've ever seen and just does it all in its own unique way, uh, story-wise. Mm. Since ancient times, there have been rumours of man-eating demons lurking in the woods. Local townsfolk never venture outside at night, and legends say a demon slayer roams the night, hunting down these bloodthirsty demons. For young Tanjiro, these rumours will soon become his harsh reality. Yes, then you can catch that on Saturdays at 11.30 at night. Runs for 24 episodes being confirmed now, um, PGM rating, and um, it's on Crunchyroll, Anime Lab, Funimation, Hulu, and Netflix in various areas, depending on what's in It's your quite area. a wide distribution. Yeah, very wide. But as I said, you can tell that it's really had that push to be a, a wide release. Mm-hmm. Um, Mix My Size Story, we didn't get a chance to properly watch, but we did watch the opening of it. This is another one which is carrying over from last season. It's 24 episodes long. It's about baseball. And it's not only carrying over from last season, it's carrying over from like... 26 years ago. 26 years ago. Yeah, so it's a sequel for a um, baseball story from the 80s? Yeah. I think it was. And the animation for it is like, it tries its very best to recapture that same style, but with kind of like a modern update. Mm. It's fantastic. It's sports, drama, romance, school, shonen style. Studios OLM, they're the ones who do all of Pokemon, um, both movies and TV shows. Runs for 24 minutes, and you can catch that on Crunchyroll, Funimation, and Hulu on Saturdays after 5.30. And then there's You Know. <laughs> we, uh, you know, do you? I, I do know. We do. keep dodging this one. We it do. Just, um... I tried to watch another episode last night. I couldn't. Mm. I, I couldn't. So the synopsis is Takuya Arume is a young student whose father, a historian, who has conducted various researches. I, I could save you all the time. Basically, yeah. he's found the device which lets him travel to parallel worlds and he accidentally goes across to try and find his dad and discovers his mum who's been deceased for years. See, oh. I want to get into this because that sounds like a kick-ass yeah. story. So it sounds very The, the, way, it, the way it's again. written is too long for me. This was originally a visual novel game, um, not one of the R-rated ones. It was just an, like an adventure, choose-your-own-adventure style one mm-hmm. um 26 episodes it's getting sci-fi drama pg-13 um tuesdays at uh 11 p.m and of course we have all the usual suspects to cover off so black cover has just hit episode 92 baruto's just passed episode 114 well that saga never ends no, no. fairy tale <laughs> passed episode 39 for their final series but that's technically more like 639 because of the two previous series one Piece just passed 892 Will that episode. series never end? No, it's the next one. Detective Conan just passed 945. Yeah! And JoJo's Bizarre Adventure, so the fifth story arc, that's ending now. That's ending on July 28th with a big double episode. There are three notable OVAs coming. There's Mob Psycho 100, hmm. Reincarnated as a Slime, and ReZero. All are getting a OVA special in the next three months. So that'll be quite nice. Now, the movies. Now, there's a lot of films that are coming out in the next, well, three months. But we're only going to cover a few of them because there's 
there's too many of them that have been listed as coming out, but they're just and being shown at like only a convention, so no one will ever be able to see it. Yeah, a lot were just announced at the mm. uh, recent convention. So. so, is it wrong to pick up girls in a dungeon, have their movie The Arrow of Orion? That's, to be honest, already landed on Netflix in some regions. Oh, wow. Um, but that's going to be... That runs for an hour and 22 minutes. Um, it continues on from what we were saying earlier for Is It Wrong to Pick Up Girls in a Dungeon. Um, if you are interested, chat, go check it out. Human Lost, though... This one is... Looks pretty cool. Uh, it kind of gives me Akira vibes. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I so think I saw the trailer. It's a psychological sign and drama mm. um, made by Polygon Pictures. Um, it's going to be in cinemas in autumn, and as I mentioned in the news, oddly, it's going to hit the Western market before it opens in Japan. Unusual. So, a revolution in medical treatment has conquered death by means of internal nanomachines and the shell system, yet only the richest can afford to partake. Yozo Oba isn't rich, and troubled by strange dreams, he joins his friend's biker gang on an ill-fated incursion to the inside where the elite live. This instigates a journey of terrifying discovery that will change Yozo's life forever. It premiered at the Anime Expo 2019 on July 5th, so just last week. And from what I saw of the trailer, this one looks like it's got a bit of a horror element to it. Oh, yeah. Big, big horror elements to it. So that that's a good one to keep an eye out for. That's uh, Human Lost, and um, I believe that's from a manga. No, a light novel adaptation, actually. Konosuba's film, Legend of the Crimson. Yay! That is going to be... August 30th premiere um, in Japan, but as we mentioned in the news, it's also getting a Western release because um, I think I said it was Crunchyroll's already on board to organise adapting it to bring it over, so hopefully we'll see that soon. That would be awesome to see in the cinema. Yeah, so there's no official synopsis yet, but what we do know is that it involves a trip to the Crimson Demon Village where Megumin and Yonyan grew up. And it do you will suppose feature they're his, all as crazy sister. as her? Yes. Hmm. Oh, the, the trailers certainly suggest that. Lupin the Third for Jiko's Lie. Um, we mentioned this, I think, last uh, time we were doing a season ahead, um, because that's actually coming out on Blu-ray this August the twenty-third. Um, so that follows the story of Fujiko running away with Jean, a boy who holds the keys to a five hundred million dollar fortune that his father embezzled from a company. Um, they are pursued by Bin Cam, which is a terrible name, an assassin who can <laughs> manipulate people's hearts. Bin Cam. Bin Cam. He's not. He's not like a bin can he's, chicken. He's, That's he's what we're thinking. A, he's not a can. He's a cam. Cam. He's he's a camera in a bin. Right. <laughs> that, that, that's essentially where we're going with that this. That is not exactly um, much. This is rated R, as most of the recent Lupin films are, because they are created in. Uh, th this is the third after Goemon's Blood Trail and mm. um, Jigen's Gravestones. They're quite violent. So there's nudity. There's adult themes. There's violence. Um, yeah, I saw. Uh, I saw Goemon's Blood Trail, and holy. It, wow. It's very similar in style to um, the spin-off Lupin the third the woman named Fujiko Mine yes. that one where it's a bit psychedelical and other than them there are two non-attached films coming out so Nino Kuni which was a game a game I've played the sequel to it and it's a little bit bonkers yeah so this is coming out on August the 23rd um, OLM is the studio behind it, so Pokemon and so on. Hey. Action-adventure fantasy. High schooler Yu and his friend Haru get involved in a case involving his high school friend Kotono, forcing them to travel to another world, Nino Kuni. Nino Kuni is different but somewhat similar to their world, and while Kotono's life is in danger, the three of them have to make a few difficult choices. One key thing to note about this, legendary composer Joe Hisaki is doing the music. He's well known for his work on over 100 film soundtracks. I recognise that name. Including all of Studio Ghibli. So mm -hmm. music's definitely going to be good. Yes, that is one of the uh, constant elements in the game as well. 
it is basically like playing an RPG that has been designed by Hayao Miyazaki. Wow. It's oh, beautiful and lovely. fantastical and the music for it is just, it takes you right back to those Studio Ghiblis. That's going to be August 23rd premiere in Japan. We're not sure on the international release yet, but there's this one I think is definitely worth mentioning. So it's Tenki no Ko, which translates as Weathering With You. Drama, fantasy, romance, slice of life, made by Comix Wave Films. That's the studio that created Your Name, mm. Five Centimeters oh. a Second, The Garden of Words, all highly rated animes films that have done incredibly well, both critically, with audiences, and internationally on as Your far as their funds come. Your Name was amazing. Yeah. Award-winning material, yeah. So Comix Wave Films, they've done a lot over the years, but those are just a sample of them, so... We're hoping good things for this. It's going to run for an hour 45. It pre- premieres July 19th in Japan, so only a, a very soon, a couple of weeks away. And the s- summary is, in the summer of his high school freshman year, Hodako runs away from his remote island home to Tokyo. Quickly finding himself pushed into his financial and personal limits, the weather is gloomy and rainy almost constantly. And despite the season, he lives his days in isolation. But finally, he finds work as a writer for a mysterious occult magazine. He then meets Hina on a busy street corner, who is bright, strong-willed, and possesses a strange and wonderful ability, the power to stop the rain and clear the skies. So, definitely a romance, definitely got very heavy elements there to the way your name was set up. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm looking forward to it. I can't wait for Mm, that release. That does sound wonderful. So, July 19th, hopefully we'll get some uh, details on it soon. And thankfully, that's all of the anime. Well, all the ones that we've had time to talk about, there are still a lot more, but these are the key ones that are kind of done, are looking to be really popular this season, and Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully you enjoy them as well. Kawaii Fire Radio. And yes, with that, that's another episode of Kawaii Fire Radio done and dusted. Thanks for sticking with us to the end of this another bumper edition. Because, my lord, that was a lot of anime. Oh, yes. As our uh, little sting suggests, no, we won't be watching it all. We'll we'll try, but... (laughs) We'll try, but... We're only human. Yeah. (laughs) So, we will be back in two weeks' time with more anime news, fun, and reviews. Um, We haven't quite decided what we're going to give you in between now and then. So, keep an eye on our Facebook page. We're going to be linking pretty much every single one of these animes on our Facebook page over the next two weeks. So, you can have a quick look at the trailer and go, oh, is is this, this is what they were talking about? gives you a bit more information um, that way and it's a bit uh, easier for you to figure out what we've been going on yeah. about. <laughs> We're going to give it, give you a surprise, I suppose we should say. Yes, it's going to be a surprise like I do yeah. uh, at the end of the news to you pretty much every episode. Yeah, Coco. I look forward to them now. <laughs> yeah. They're nice. So enjoy yourself in the meantime and uh, watch some anime. Goodbye. See Bye. ya. Bye.